Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> what's up, you handsome people and monkey lizard? <laughs> <laughs> we are back. We're back. We're back, everybody. Welcome. Happy Friday, everyone. Oh, Happy is it Friday? Friday. Gee, yes. Nice. Wow. Welcome to Freeman and a monkey lizard and their toys. Of course, it is your home for light-hearted toy, TV, movie, and video game fun. And of course, it's got the odd monkey lizard in it, too. I'm your host, Bob Rum, and on our panel this evening, he's the dude. So that's what you call him. That's all his dudeness, or Duda, or El Duderino. If you're not into the whole brevity thing, it's Dude's Nerdery. What's up, everyone? I'm uh, I'm out of my cell and uh, back in the nerdery. So feels feels good to be in the basement. We're glad you're back in the. We're glad you're back in the. <laughs> that just sounded really funny. I'm out of my cell and I'm in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> man, we were wor- we were worried about you in that cell, man. We were worried yeah. about you in that cell. Yeah, man. It two, 14 days in your bedroom is uh, is is mentally taxing for sure. Um, <laughs> So I'm so glad to be in my basement. How many packages did your wife find outside your door? Oh, uh, the dude, the, I, there, there was uh, five boxes and each time a box came, there was, she just like, a, must've dropped it, raised it overhead and just dropped it. She's like, you got another <laughs> box. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty wild. <laughs> Next on our panel, he's the king of customs, the stop motion master, the Pacific coast Paul Oakenfold. From Oakhurst Studios, Hulk hey, Smash. Hey, how's it going? Haven. So, I don't know what, who Paul Oakenfold is. I'm going to have to look that up. He's a famous <laughs> DJ in England. Like, uh, oh, okay. Hip-hop right. house, not hip-hop, house music techno type thing. Apparently, you haven't seen me scratch a record. <laughs> and next on our panel, he's a DJ, a producer, a toy and video game collector, an average jester, he keeps saying that I need to mention that he's an incredible lover. I am an incredible lover. Make sure you say it. And he is the leader of the Quackian Monkey Lizard Army. It's Salacious Rum. Hi, everyone. We're back. We're back for a brilliant show tonight. We got one hell of a guest, I can tell you. A legend. <laughs> Let me just sort this screen out. We're very small for some reason. We got a big thumb in the corner. There we go. There we go. Yeah. We're worth rocking on the thumbs. Next up. Next up. He's the man, the myth, the legend, the action figure review maestro, the short video sensei, YouTube's finest, Sean Solo. Hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate that. And welcome, Victoria. It's a pleasure having you. It's an honor to have you. Hello. Hello. Thank you. Great to see you guys. Welcome to the show. And what a segue we've got, because our special guest this week needs little introduction. She's been a trailblazer on YouTube for over eight years, proving that girls do like toys too. She's a toy expert that collects many lines from Jurassic Park to Marvel, DC, and is highly regarded in the community as a vintage collection expert. She's the podcast host for Cantina Chatter, Discoveryland, Collect. Jurassic World, and more recently, the Vintage Collection podcast. And of course, if she lived in England, she would no doubt be known as the proprietor of the Queen Vic pub. But you will know her as Victoria, the proprietor of Victoria's Cantina. 
Welcome, Victoria. Welcome, Victoria. Thanks Welcome. for coming out. Very kind. Too generous. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. I really appreciate it. Thank you, you guys. Thanks for hanging out. Of course. Happy to. Well, we've got tons of questions for you, Victoria, but as you know how these streams go, our community is important to us. So we need to welcome everyone that's in the chat before we get on with the questions. So uh, thanks for joining us. Ultimate Wolf Reviews and Gaming. Hey, he was here early too. <laughs> Apprentice, Apprentice Ewok, Brandon is in the house. Hey, Brandon. Toys of the Jedi, holla. Thanks for coming. Thanks for joining us. Mr. Josh Wallin is in the house. Wow, the chat is absolutely is huge, so I need to rattle through these. Mr. Josh Anderson, hello, free man and a monkey lizard. Scuba Pete is in the house. What's up, buddy? Dude, nerdery, you're in, you're, you're in two places at once. <laughs> Oh, we've got Smuggler's Canyon. Good evening, humans and monkey lizards. Uh, Mr. Smuggler must have the best uh, hat collection on YouTube. Mr. Jonathan Redmond. Good evening, all. Hey, cats. What's up, Mr. Simon Richardson. Hey, all. Mr. Red Ranger Chris. Okay, I think... Oh, here we go. Mr. Life <laughs> Anime Gaming. Hey, lag. How's it going? John Alds. Hop is creation. A fantastic customizer in the house. Tina Lynn. I'm so sorry. My night bot kicked you out of my stream the other day. Thanks for coming back. And of course, we've got the goats. The greatest of all time. Mr. Blacked Out Ewoks is in the place. Wow. There's a who's who of anyone on YouTube is in here tonight. Only one Kenobi. Thanks for joining us. Great lineup. Well, thanks for coming. Vintage Toy Rush. Hey, what's up, Dave? Mr. Gary Moore. What an introduction. Yeah, lots of familiar names. Gavin Hyde. Morning, guys. All things 80s. People keep popping in. This is going to be like never ending. <laughs> it's going to be two hours of like <laughs> uh, reading uh, everybody's name. All right, guys, stream's over. Thanks for. <laughs> All right, well let's get let's let's get to our let's get to some questions and get to our first topic. Uh, we like talking about toys a lot here, Victoria. So we normally kick off the show with with some discussions around toys. Um, so I thought we thought it was a good opportunity to start asking you about when you first started collecting and the first kind of lines that you got into and how you kind of found your way collecting toys. Ooh, okay. So where do we begin? Um, uh, so for toys, I don't know when I started per se. Um, I uh, always had toys as a kid, all kinds of toys. It was... Um, uh, Kenner, the real Ghostbusters, uh, Kenner, Batman, Kenner, like Swamp Thing, there were Barbies, there were Polly Pocket, there was uh, Mighty Max, you know, all the good old Kenner and um, Mattel, and I think Bluebird was another company, and uh, Toy Biz, you know, all the, all the old stuff that, you know, everybody had in the late 80s, early 90s, and um, it kind of just started with that, you know, there were never not toys around me, or there weren't toys um, anywhere I went, my grandmother 
and buy us toys, aunts and uncles on birthdays, Christmas and so forth. And uh, they were just always such a huge presence in my life growing up. I think I seriously got into collecting though uh, in 93. That's when uh, Kenner's Jurassic Park line came out. And um, I was I was eight years old, but I had the foresight to, that, you know, these were incredible. Like toys before this looked absolutely nothing um, like that when they, when it came to dinosaurs. So these were just stunning. They were amazing, incredible. And I kept the boxes and I didn't play with them. I put them on the shelf and I'm like, okay, I'm going to admire it from afar because this thing is just beautiful. And then two years later, uh, The Power of the Force came out. And that was like my first, like, that's when I really got into like Star Wars. Before that, it was just kind of like more something a little, you know, in the back of my mind. But um, when the toys came out and then you'd go to Target and Walmart or wherever, and you'd see them, uh, it was just hard to ignore them. And I just, you know, I started collecting them, keeping them in the package and, and you know, buying extras when, with my allowance and with the help of family and stuff. Um, and it just kind of went from there. And then I started collecting other things and, you know, I grew into an adult and I just never let it go. So here I am all these years later, still talking about toys, still collecting toys. And I don't see that changing anytime soon. And the, the power of the force—that was the—that was the muscle figures, wasn't it? The muscle Darth Vader and muscle Luke. Do you still have those figures, or are they long gone? I do have them. <laughs> well, what's the That's oldest awesome. figure that you have? So I actually have a vintage. Uh, I have a few vintage figures, like Kenner, but I didn't get those until uh, maybe about a decade ago. Um, but I did have, and I don't know where it came from. In my collection, I do have a vintage uh, Zuckus. It's not for long, it's Zuckus. And I don't know where it came from. It's just, I grew up and it was just there. I don't know who gave it to me or how it got to, into my collection. Cool. But yeah, that'd be the oldest uh, Star Wars figure. Nice. What's, uh, what's your uh, most prized possession that you have? That you're, If you could only keep one, what would it be? Um, out of all my collectibles, I'd say um, probably the Kenner Jurassic Park Red T-Rex. Uh, mm -hmm. My grandmother gave me that Christmas morning, 1993, and that was the one everybody wow. wanted at the time. And I still have it. That's it's awesome. still on the shelf. It's still, like, you know, great shape. Um, so, yeah, it'd have to be that. There's so many things that I love, but that's, like, that's the one that I have still that, you know, I still really, really treasure. That's awesome. That's a great memory. And and um, you collect lots of different lines. I know I jumped onto your Instagram for a little bit uh, and was um, was fascinated with your Jurassic Park collection. But how many different lines are you actively collecting at the moment? I don't want to know. <laughs> Too many. Too many. Um, so Star Wars is, is always the main thing that I collect. That's always like the main number one thing. Um, second, it's Mattel's Jurassic World line. Uh, and then I do also... Marvel Legends would probably be the third one. Um, and I don't collect them all. I'm very selective with Marvel Legends, um, but I do have quite a few. Um, I have some NECA and um, Super 7 Ninja Turtles. I'm actively collecting those. Um, I have Kenner or Has Kenner, Hasbro's Ghostbusters line, the Plasma series. Um, I've been really into that. I'm just kind of looking around. There's a little bit of, there's a little bit of everything. I have some Back to the Future. I got some Terminator. I've got some just random things from different toy lines that I was really shocked that they made them like, let's see, like gremlins, labyrinth, just random things. I got toy story. Labyrinth. Yeah. No way. Mm -hmm. Do you, do you have Jareth? I do. I have the, uh, it's oh, the McFarlane figure. That's awesome. 
I would love to see that sometime if you uh, post a picture of that. I love that movie. We uh, we we just watched that over Christmas break, and I made my girls watch it, and they told me I was weird. <laughs> <laughs> but you're definitely weird, dude. I, I, <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> uh, so uh, Victoria's Cantina has been going, I think, eight years now on YouTube. Uh, eight years, yes. And you've, I mean, it's a huge channel. You've got over 30,000 subscribers, a massive following. Why did you decide to start? Um, what, what made you get into YouTube? So, um, well, it's interesting. I didn't start with the, I didn't really think I was making a channel. Like, I just thought I was going to do some videos. And um, I, I had, you know, I had a big Star Wars collection already and, you know, other things. And I started thinking, like, you know, I started watching YouTube a lot, like, around this time, 2012, around then. And um, I saw other channels, other people doing it. Sith Lord 229, um, he was just on Cantina Chatter. Uh, he was one of the first, like, Star Wars YouTubers. And Yeah, he's um, a legend. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I, I saw other people doing it. And I was like, well, hey, I have all these things. Maybe I'll just do a few videos and just see what happens. And, you know, okay, one person watched it. You know, two people watched it. That's cool. Um, and then, you know, with time, I started doing more and more and more videos. And then I did the podcast. And then I started, um, you know, people started like talking to me and I was like, oh, that's cool. So people care about what I have to say. So uh, I just kind of kept on with it, doing more podcasts and going on other podcasts, um, doing different kinds of videos, going to conventions, um, you know, just it just kind of one thing led to another. And it's 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 been uh, it's been interesting. It's been a lot of fun. That's for sure. Can you remember what your first video was? Um, and are you able to articulate how your channel has changed since that first video? That's quite a general question, I know, but we were wondering, you know, how it's evolved um, from your very first video. So the first video, um, I think it was... Hasbro made these Star Wars uh, three packs. Uh, there were five POA figures. They were, like, for the first time, like, in years... This is when they brought back the 5POA thing and a lot of people, you know, or, you know, they, they weren't mass producing them, but they did these two sets. Uh, one was a Bespin set and then one was a, um, a Phantom Menace set. And I think those are the first two reviews. I don't know which one came first. And then I started doing like Revenge of the Sith figures, just older things that I had. Um, I guess the biggest way that the channel has changed since then is that, um, you know, it started with toys and just talking about older toys. And then it started, evolved into newer toys uh, talking about newer toys that were coming out like and actively reviewing them i think i was one of we were one of the first channels i think to do the black series uh in 2013 right. and um so you know black series became a huge thing for the channel uh, i was doing a lot of dc for a while uh and then you know mattel's jurassic line came out in 2018 and that was a huge deal um so i did a lot of that and you know i'm still actively collecting it's still a huge huge line um but I guess I would say that, you know, with any channel, it always starts with one subscriber. It starts with one person that wants to hear what you have to say. But then, you know, the more work you put into it, the more uh, connections you make with other people through your channel, through social media, uh, in person or, you know, whatever it is, um, you know, definitely puts you on a path towards other things. So it's it's uh, it's changed in that respect. And also, I guess, um you know, I, I'm, you know, so thankful that so many people ask uh, me to come onto their shows just like this or on different podcasts or, 
uh, to write an article for you know various websites, things like that, and that's that's always a lot of fun. Um, so it's I, I think meeting people and getting to know people has been just an awesome thing, and it's just it just it is a weird feeling though when you go to a convention or even if you go to like a store, uh, and occasionally somebody will will come up and just want to shake your hand. It's just it's a weird feeling, but it's it's really cool. So I think meeting, <laughs> meeting people is like the coolest part of it for sure. For sure, the community is amazing, isn't it? Yeah. We all find that. That's how we got together. Yeah, uh, same is exactly the same story. So that's really cool. Nice. Yeah, and I, I, I would say this is the best community. You know, because like you know, with like I love Star Wars and MCU and all these other things, but there's almost no toxicity in the collector community, and it's really just people happy for each other because we're all just geeking out over our toys or things we like, and it, it's really just about sharing joy. And then you have people who are always helping each other out. Like, uh, you know, you just, I found this at Target. Does anyone need it? You know, and just trading and shipping stuff to each other. So it's, uh, you, you know, we're, there is some, there is a lot of fun in the Star Wars or MCU things and, and some good discussions, but it, it tends to maybe get a little too toxic where, where you don't have that here. And I really appreciate it. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely a great community. So, so you were saying that you go to conventions and stuff and people recognize you. Do you remember the first time somebody recognized you? Yes. Um, I think it was 2016. I went to Comic-Con. Um, and uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Toyshes. He's a huge Instagram account. He's on YouTube now. Um, and he just reports on all kinds of toys and all kinds of, all kinds of things. He collects it all like I do. So, you know, he's, you know, same age, you know, we started collecting at the same time. And uh, somebody tapped me on the shoulder and I just turned around and he was just there like, Victoria. I'm like, like, gosh, I'm so sorry. I don't know who you are. And um, he's like, Toyshiz. And I'm like, yeah, of course I know Toyshiz. He's like a huge Instagram, like toy person, like huge, huge. And um, so that was really, that was probably the first time that I can recall. That's cool. That's awesome. We've got so many questions for you, but we also want uh, to take questions from people in the chat. And uh, Lord Sadism uh, is um, a regular in uh, the Paddy Boys chat and also pops up in our ch chat quite a bit. And he's got a question for, for you, Victorian, and for everyone really on the panel, <clears throat> which is, um, do you admit to, to work colleagues what your hobby is? I find people my age, 40 plus, accept it and even like it. But the youngsters look at me like I'm too old to be into toys. <laughs> That's hilarious. Who wants to, do you want to go first, Victoria? Do you, do you tell your work colleagues about what you, about your uh, sure. hobbies? Um, and, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I do. If, if I'm close enough to them, if I talk to them on a regular basis and they ask me, you know, why do you have that Star Wars shirt on today? Or, you know, why do you have that figure like on your desk? You know, what's that about? Like, you know, I'll explain, well, hey, you know, I, I love toys. I've been collecting them since I was a kid. And, um, you know, sometimes I make a video on YouTube, you know, if you want to check, check one out, you know, here's my card. <laughs> And, um, yeah, it's always an interesting conversation, uh, if nothing else. And, um, yeah, I, I tell them. I, in the past, I was kind of more guarded about it because uh, it was different five years ago. Uh, I feel like when The Force Awakens came out, that kind of changed things. A lot of people started collecting around then. It's true. Um, yeah. Girls, it, it, blew, it blew up then, didn't it? It blew up around that time. Absolutely. And it, it's becoming more, like, culturally accepted, I feel like, um, which is interesting because I'm – I've seen that like in um, if you go to Japan, like everybody, like it's only adults that collect toys. Like kids don't collect toys there. They have like Toys R Us, um, but they, all the toy stores are primarily targeted towards adults. It's, it's, it's so interesting. 
And uh, to kind of see that sort of changing here in the U.S. to be more like that has me really um, enthusiastic about the future. Even if you watch these like K-dramas, we, we were talking about it before the show, um, uh, me and Bob, we were talking about uh, in the K-dramas, we're watching one now and the guy works in an office and all the toys on the shelf. It's just hilarious to think like, you know, that's how they're decorating their office on yeah. a TV show. So yeah. I, I see it. I think I've, yeah, is that a... I might have, which one is that? I may, may have seen it. Um, it's something in the rain is what we were watching. And the guy was like a computer programmer or, or game gaming guy, but he had like figures. There was another one too, where the guy was in the hospital and his friend brought all his stuff and they were all the robots and action figures. It was just really fun to see like um, that that's what the audience expects people to have, you know, yeah. in their, in their displays. Yeah. yeah I wonder totally. how Hasbro and then Fair over there. I mean, are they, is there even a market in Japan for Hasbro? Um, when I was there, it was very hard to find Hasbro figures. It really was. It's all, it's all so Bandai, just like right? here. So it's just like yeah. here. It's just like here, yes, yes. Um, no, they had Toys R Us, and Toys R Us there is basically like Toys R Us here, but maybe a little better, or, you know, when we had Toys R Us. So, yeah, by default, it's better now. Um but yeah, like all the specialty, um, there was there was like Bic Camera, there was like um, Ami Ami, just different like retail locations had, it was all Kotobukiya, it was Mafex, uh, Medicon, Bandai, Fig, yeah, SH Figuarts. So all the know, big all dogs. That. Exactly. Yeah. Now we happen to notice <laughs> uh, a, vid a, a Jaws video of yours that went slightly viral. Um, do you want to, can you tell us a little, can you, can you give us the low, Sean's fascinated by this, uh, and has been, I've been saying, make sure you ask Victoria about the Jaws video. So can, can, can you, can you tell us about this video? Yeah, I, I, other than that, yeah, it did blow up a little bit. I what was it how... instant though? Like at the beginning, did it take a week, a month, or just did it blow up instantly? Blew up like a year later. I don't understand it at all. Wow. It it was weird. Like I don't understand I still don't understand the YouTube algorithms and how they work. It just randomly they'll pick something up and people will see it and that's what happened to that video. It was it was fun to make. It's it's a I don't do videos like that anymore, but I had a blast like doing the little scene at the beginning. Um so to see it like take off. I don't know if it was that scene or what it was about that video, but it just um you know, I love jaws, so I'm glad if it had to be uh one of the videos that it was that one. And it has over a million views today, something like that? It has, uh, no, it's like 10 million or What? <laughs> yeah, like 10 million, come on, Sean. <laughs> is that your most viewed, is that, is that your most viewed, uh, Victoria, or? Um, it might be. It might be. <laughs> I think That's it is. That's cool. That, it is cool, and it's a really good video because I remember watching it when you posted online saying, hey, I just hit, I thought it was a million at that point. And uh, I was just fascinated because obviously, you know, you're uh, a leader in this YouTube community, really. You may not know that or realize it, but, uh, you know, everybody looks up to you. That's very yeah, we we're really honored that you're on our on our little podcast on our little show victoria it's uh when when dude said victoria's agreed to come on we were all like we couldn't believe it so it's amazing to have you on that's oh, an honor thank you so this is around the time though where we do like to get some toys out and have a look see what people have picked up so um um is there do you, do you, 
who wants to start? Who wants to go first and show us what pickups they've had over the last week? Um, let me show you mine because I may have to uh, drop out for a few minutes. Here we go. So um, I'm not going to show those retro figures that I got last week, but I did pick this one up. Uh, it was nice. kind of interesting. I actually got both of these at the same time. I haven't been able to find them in stores at all. And they were both at Best Buy, which I think is like really weird in a way that Best Best Buy got stuff in stock. Um, <laughs> this is from the Dollar Tree. <laughs> oh, that's great. I'll have to find Dude, one of those. That's awesome. Right? I mean, oh, it's, a, it's actually it's a pen holder. So it's in the stationary oh. department. And um, I think I think that's it. It was just those two. But I was glad to find them at Best Buy. I mean, I don't go in there that often, and then I was so surprised that they actually had. Uh, it seemed like all their pegs were were full. So that's it. Who's up next? Who wants to show what they've got? Because uh, Sean's face, Sean's desperate. You no. can tell. No, I he's didn't trying, get nothing this week. I just got a uh, the child. He was like six dollars and seventy cents on Amazon this week. And I didn't have that variant where he has like the wider collar. That's the only thing I've picked up this week. I'm I'm still waiting on the uh, the Bad Batch to show up. There is still in uh, uh, where's that place in California? Everything gets stuck in transit. Um, Bell I'm, Bellflower or someplace, but yeah, I'm I'm still waiting on those. Oh, from Entertainment Earth. Yeah. Okay, so it goes Bloomington. Yeah, Bloomington. So yeah. so the <laughs> Entertainment Earth is like the weirdest thing because. I think they're mailing out of some sort of a mailboxes, et cetera, or something, because <laughs> they, they, the guy probably printed out the label, which means you got the shipping notice, and they're just waiting for the one guy that works there to go put the label on the box. <laughs> and then once he puts them all on the box, he probably sticks them in his car and drives them over to um, UPS, right? So mine said shipping Friday, and then didn't move until the following week on thursday and then i got it on friday yeah it was mine's been in bloomington thing. since march 8th and what is today the 12th so i mean oh it's yeah crazy and i'm in arizona it's just right up the road i could drive down there probably <laughs> you could they're in valencia or like just where magic mountain is so mm -hmm. you could probably just drive up there and pick it up because it's not probably in Bloomington yet. Yeah. And then I worry about the Ghostbusters, you know, coming out. I'm sure Victoria's worried about that. But we maybe we can get into that, that exclusive Ghostbuster car. I'm sure that's not going to go down too well. But uh, maybe we'll finish up the pickups and uh, talk about that. Whoever said yeah. um, death and taxes forgot about Walmart cancellations. Yes. <laughs> oh. Walmart. We've got tons of questions for you about Hasbro, Hasbro Pulse, pre-orders, all that kind of good stuff. Um, have, are there any, is there anything you've picked up over the last uh, week or so, Victoria, that you've got to hand that you'd like to show? Actually, something just Ooh. came in today. Excellent. I haven't even taken them out yet, but I got a case from Dorkside Toys Ooh. of the latest uh, vintage collection wave. Oh, oh nice. So, nice. I did cut it open just to take a peek, but I haven't actually pulled them out yet. So maybe we should take a look at a couple of them. Yeah. Let's see what we got here. All right. We'll start with the, the best one, of course. There's Boba Fett. Whoa. Yeah, what a beauty. <laughs> that was a that beauty. Was fantastic. And uh, awesome. I think it's he's the, got uh, ankle rockers this time, right? 
Uh, I think Boss Bounty posted a picture with some ankle rockers. Yeah, he does. He does so we're next level now. Super, super cool. And what's um, the controversy around this, Victoria? Because wasn't it supposed to be an orange pill? Well, okay, so when Hasbro first showed it, yes, it had an orange name pill, orange background. Uh, the figure was in a, di- or the character was in a different position. You couldn't see his legs. So they redid it to make it more like the original vintage figure. Uh, and they said, you know what? Some of the orange ones are, are going to get out there. A few of them will get out there. So far, nobody's found it, though. Oh. Um, so if there's any, it's extreme. It seems like it's going to be really, really rare. So that's the issue surrounding that. Um, and yeah, I don't know. This is the only case that, I, that I've gotten of this. So uh, I'm not sure if there are any orange ones out there. So here's Leia. Oh, it's my favorite layer as well. Yeah. It looks cool. Hoff layer. Yeah. Yeah. Best, uh, best spin escape. So it's, it's a new card. Hasbro has never issued this card before. So this version of this character has never been on the vintage card. So that's cool. Very cool. Uh, let's see what else is in here. Yeah. I'm going to buy that whole wave if, when I see it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a must have. Okay. So here is Grief Garda. Ooh, another beauty. That's that cool. See, I, I like that version of him. I, I I hope we get something like that from Black Series because that's a season two version, isn't it? Yes, that's the. I think fans are calling it the Magistrate outfit, but Ooh. I don't know if it has an official name. Well, I I do like that fancy title. Yeah. Um, let's see. We have here. So I think there are four different figures in this case. Oh no, there's five. So here is Zutton right here, Cantina Alien Zutton. Uh, the name just doesn't sound right to me. Yeah, he's so nostalgic though. Looking, you know, you have to get that guy for sure. Very cool. Yeah. So I, it sounds like they're still they still have their eyes on Zedmore. So I think that's still Zutmore. That's still a possibility uh, for the future. They should have put Snaggletooth in brackets. Yeah, I think that's what they meant by uh, when they said Zutmore. Uh, you know, if they do Snaggletooth, it'll be Zutmore will be Snaggletooth and not Zutton. I don't know, understand their logic a whole lot, but okay, I'll go with it. <laughs> then we have uh, the child, Grogu. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah, so this was supposed to be three to a case, and I guess they made a last minute change, and now there's only two in a case, and there's two grief cargas because there was originally just one. So I think that's probably a good change. So yeah, he's itty bitty. Yeah, what kid wouldn't want that? You know, they need to just fill the pegs with that thing for sure. Yeah, it's 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 cool. It's uh, it, it's kind of weird looking. I'll I'll admit it's a little strange because it's mostly just accessories that are in here. Uh, but hey, it's nice to have him on his own card. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's the case. That's uh, those are each of the characters we get in this nice brand new little little wave here very nice very so cool. he just comes with the frog does he come with a little uh knob also or um good question let's see doesn't look like it so he has the frog and yeah just the prion is all that he comes with so it's very light like when you get this this is like this is super super light it's it's yeah it's, it's, there's barely anything in there it's interesting yeah i'm looking forward to seeing a review on that one Dude, 
All right. So um, I had pre-ordered the whole uh, House of X wave off Hasbro, and uh, I've been watching everyone else enjoy their figures for like a month now. So uh, um, Amazon had these up. So I just canceled five of the seven pre-orders I had and uh, so started getting them in. So first one is uh, Magneto and White. It's beautiful. I'm a sucker for a good Magneto. Yeah. Um, and I love the little tri-sentinel heads Isn't there. Isn't that and insane? That is Look amazing. how cool he is, man. I couldn't yeah. I couldn't resist this one. And you know, for anyone who's inbox collector, these are some of the best uh, boxes I've seen in a long time. Just the artwork is very vivid. You have your House of X logo and then it's really cool they have the, you know, they have the uh, I forget the name guys. Sorry. I'm, I'm uh, suffering from a little brain fog, but uh, they have the, I uh, forget the name of the writing on it. Um, but I really, really enjoy this. So I got Magneto Cyclops came in and I'm super psyched that we got the visor uh, blast effect there. Cause um, you absolutely need one when you have Cyclops. And then we got uh, Charles, Charles Xavier. And this one, which might be my MVP. Um, this uh, Omega Sentinel, just such a cool, unique figure. I, I love the way this looks. And uh, um, so Wolverine uh, that Vern had is on the way. That'll be here tomorrow. And then the other two I still have on pre-order from Hasbro, but uh, I'm, I'm guessing I can, I'm going to get those somewhere else before uh, Hasbro decides to release them. And then I have one other thing. Um, if, if those of you that uh, follow me on Twitter, I uh, put this together while I was in quarantine this week and uh, really, really enjoyed it. This was a fun build. So this is Obi-Wan's uh, Jedi Starfighter and uh, definitely one of my favorite all-time ships in Star Wars. And uh, I also think um, the scene with this and and uh, uh, Boba Fett and Slave One yielded probably arguably the coolest sound effect in sci-fi, that like sonic boom, that... Uh, yeah, uh, bomb that uh, they blow off in space there. So, uh, but I had a lot of fun building this. It's a really, really cool uh, Lego starship. That is sweet. Sweet. That's awesome. Oh, Absolutely. that, and then uh, my my daughter is a huge into the Spider Verse uh, fan. She's she's twelve and a half. So we got her. Uh, I got her those figures, but I stole this for myself. Spider Ham. <laughs> Peter yeah, Porter is mine. Spider-Man. He's so awesome. <laughs> Yeah, that X-Men wave is great, but uh, unfortunately, I'm going to skip on it, have a little bit of discipline. But uh, when I see you. them, they're epic. What? What? what I'm proud to, of you. you know? well, wait, wait to see. And the other thing, because at first I was like, ah, do I need Marvel Girl? You know, she looks cool. And, you know, it's like, I already have a Cyclops, but then they suckered me in with the visor blast, right? Um, so I definitely was getting Magneto, <laughs> was was definitely getting the Omega Sentinel. And then, and then you start looking at the whole wave, and it really is a cool wave, but I mean, you guys know I'm a huge 90s X-Men fan and mm-hmm. I can have a Mora McTaggart for my 90s X-Men display. And like, I like, okay. So at that point I'm like, I might as well buy like the two extra figures and get the Build-A-Figure because that Sentinel is awesome as a Build-A-Figure. Like I'm really excited to put that together. Super cool. Uh, it's uh, it's little Slacious up. You are up, my man. Oh man! Okay, here we go. Let's just. Uh... Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Am I on? Am I on? You're on. You're on. Yeah. Hi everyone. All right. Let's have a look. See what I've got. All right. I have to move the camera around. Now you know we always start off with some random bits and pieces. We love Etsy. We love uh, local artists, and we're always trying to pick up anything quacky and monkey lizard related. 
So we just loved these little um, Jabba the Hutt's uh, stickers. Jabba the Hutt's with Salacious Crumb and a little flock of porks. So there you go. This is from um, Dre D off Etsy. I'll put the link in the description. Awesome little illustrator. Love these. These are stickers. We all Salacious collect stickers and patches and badges and anything quacky and monkey lizard related. So we love those. And then you guys got excited by these. So I've picked some of these up for you. If you're a former skateboarder, uh, what's this, Sean? Is this Santa Cruz? The Santa Cruz Yeah, hand? I've actually got the complete uh, screaming hand, it's called. But it's yeah. Rob Roskop, uh originally. But yeah, I have that board. So I picked up a load of these for everyone. So uh, this is an English illustrator on Etsy, um, which they're just totally rad. Uh, really cool. Really cool. He sent me a little chopper sticker and uh, what a nice little uh, thank you card on Ewok. I'll put his link in the description, but awesome cross skateboard Star Wars crossover. And then you guys, I, I, this podcast is not good for your wallet. It's not good for your bank balance. <laughs> you, su- you sucked me into Marvel and now I've been sucked into DC. Oh, oh dude. My dude. word. It's a, gateway, it's a gateway drug, my man. I know. Amazon UK. Uh, the Joker was going for £12. I love this Joker in his Gotham uniform. I think this is from the White Knight uh, series. Awesome figure. T- £12, absolute bargain. I thought, well, I've got to have a Batman. Um, so I've, 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 I've started my way into that rabbit hole. What a nightmare. But they're absolute. I love these McFarlane figures. I think they're underrated, yeah. to be honest. That's how they so- get you. You got Batman, then you got to get a Joker. Oh, man. Yeah, I've started um, troop building the Black Series Rebel Troopers because I want to recreate the Rogue One um, Darth Vader scene. Always seen. So I think I've got four of these Rebel Troopers now. They're they're pretty cheap. I was missing. Are they really? They're expensive here. They're like 40 40 and up here right now. Really? Maybe like 30, 30, 35. Yeah, last time I saw them. Uh, this was from Amazon. It was 10 quid. The box is a little bit battered, but I'm going to take these ones out. Yeah. Um, I missed the skiff guard, so I picked him up, just still picking up the odd ones that I missed. And I thought, well, I've got to have some vintage co- uh, collection figures, you know, because we've got um, Victoria on. Uh, but I-, I feel a bit silly now because the case that, that arrived today is the old case. So I'm, I, we're, I'm a little bit behind you, Victoria. This arrived for me today. I don't have any of these. Um, the Knight of Wren. Are we going to see any more Rise of Skywalker vintage collection figures, Victoria? Uh, probably not anytime soon. What a shame. We can't have one Knight of Wren, can we? I mean, what's going on? Um, and then that's a repack, obviously, Anakin. Uh, Sean, you've been building these droids, haven't you? I think you bought four or yeah. five of these the other day. Yeah. Uh, the TIE Fighter I love, and the Amidala sculpt's nice. And, of course, Darth Vader was part of that case as well. So that is little Salacious's pickups over the last week. Am I, am I back now? Yeah, okay. you're back, Salacious. You're back. Right. Back to the questions and back to the chat. Uh, should I just pick up on the chats and see what people have been saying? Feel free to ask uh, Victoria something whilst I'm trying to find my way through the chat. But, um, 
Yeah, a lot of skaters, looks like, in the chat. Were they appreciating that? Mm-hmm. Okay, so here was the next question that we had for you, actually, Victoria. So uh, what is your weirdest toy or weirdest collectible that you've uh, acquired over the years? Hmm, that's, uh, that's an interesting question. Uh, weirdest collectible. Hmm. That is... Uh... That's hard to say. Well, to say. well, you can you can um, you can think on that because the other question is uh, may be closer to hand, and that's your holy grail. So um, I'll put that to the chat and put that to everyone. Really, weirdest toy and holy grail. Yeah. You got, is, there a, is, there, is there is there is there a holy grail, Victoria? Uh, I would say there is, and uh, I would say I acquired it last year. Um, so in 2008, um, Hasbro released the Legacy Collection, uh, Big Millennium Falcon. It was, you know, a huge release, very famous. Uh, and I was actually working at Toys R Us at the time when it came out. And I was, it was like $120 or something, which, you know, at, at the time, it's like, well, that's a lot of money for, for one Star Wars vehicle. And, you know, working at Toys R Us, I'm like, can I afford that? Not really. So uh, I let it slip. I, I regretted it for you know, a good 10 years. And then finally last year through Target, they re-released it as the Galaxy's Edge Millennium Falcon for Smuggler's Run, the, the ride. And um, for me, that was like the holy grail. And it was just eating, gnawing at me like for years hmm. that I didn't have it. And so this is my opportunity to get it. I jumped on it and it's it's everything I wished it was and more. Yeah, that's epic. I got mine up, up on the top there with LEDs. It looks sweet. Nice. That's I love cool. that thing. So, so do you have uh, a new Holy Grail now? Is there is there a next one up? Oh, that I don't have. Um, let's see. If I have a Holy Grail, it's it's the the truth is that they're not Holy Grails for very long. A lot of the times, <laughs> um, right? But you know it's what? like you get one and you you right and you keep going. That, that's a great way to do it. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I do have one and. Um, this one was just my fault for sleeping on it, um, but I missed out and I really, really, really wanted it was the Hot Toys um, Star Wars uh, Director Krennic. I really, really wanted that. And they just didn't make very many of them. The pre-order sold out before it even arrived, which was totally like a first. Wow. And yeah, and market value shot up right away on the secondary market. And it was just... It's just cost prohibitive at this point. Um, but yeah, I hope at some point they make more of those because that's that's what I'd absolutely love to have. Krennic, Krennic was a good Black Series figure too. I have I have the Black Series one. I, I thought they did a nice job on that. Yeah, he is nice. That's a whole other rabbit hole, the Hot Toys. How many of those have you, have you got in your collection? Looks like oh. plenty behind it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a few. Whew. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't. Um, I don't keep count of them <laughs> because I feel like I start doing math, and I don't want to do math um, when it comes to those. Um, but yeah, there's there's a few of them in there, and then I have the the helmets on the bottom, the Black Series helmets on the bottom. Um, yeah, there's a few of them in there. And then I, I I haven't picked up any. Like I've only seen pictures of them. Those are. Um, considerably more expensive than a black series is that right um 
Hot Toys usually start at around 220. Oh, uh, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, they're, they're six scale, so they're, they're bigger. Okay. Um, and um, yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're nice. They're, they're nice, but it's a rabbit hole. It totally is a rabbit hole. What's your, what's your favorite uh, Hot Toy that you have? I would say that my favorite one is probably this original A New Hope Princess Leia. Wow. Um, oh, that's awesome. And yeah. that one was kind of special to me because I that's cool. I got her because well, you know, this she was actually my first hot toy. Salacious, um, can you can you make her big screen so I could I could see that better? Yeah, she was actually my very first oh, hot thanks. toy. And I had a we had seen Rogue One in the in theater and um my, you know, after Leia had that cameo, I told my husband, okay, I think I know what I want for Christmas. I want to get that Hot Toys Princess Leia. And, um, you know, very sadly, you know, it was that, that year that uh, Carrie Fisher passed. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, the figure means a lot more to me now. Um, uh, especially because, you know, I have, I, I posted on social media before, um, but I have this story of having had an encounter with Carrie Fisher at Star Wars Celebration in 2007. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, it just, she's, she's a really special character for me and um, really, you know, the, the figure is, is, is gorgeous. So really appreciate that we, one. I, I've never heard that. Do you, do you mind sharing that just a little bit of that? I'd, I'd love to, that'd be really cool to hear about it. Yeah. So, um, okay. Star Wars Celebration 4 in Los Angeles, 2007. Um, I was in the cafeteria. I was with a friend and, um, you know, we were just taking a break. We were just getting a, like a snack, uh, getting a hot dog. And um, so I'm in line to get the hot dog. And, um, you know, there's a lady standing next to me, right next to me in line. And I, I order my, you know, hot dog. And she's like, I'll take one too. And, you know, I never, I didn't look over initially because I was, you know, I'm very, you know, I'm, I'm always like focusing on what I'm doing, you know, but, um, you know, so I go through the line this whole time. This person is next to me and, Peripherally, I can see she's like sh a little bit short or, you know, she's a short petite lady. And, um, you know, I move over after I pay to the, um, to the, like the dressing area where you put, you know, your pickles and ketchup or whatever you're putting on your hot dog. And then she like follows me over there and starts doing the same thing. And then I start noticing that there's these, these people that kind of like start like surrounding us a little bit. And, I'm, and, you know, I didn't really think anything of it at first. Um, but then I started hearing like commotion voices and then, you know, I just turned and looked at her and it was like Harry Fisher. And I was like, Oh my <laughs> no God. <way. laughs> yeah. It was, it just, that's awesome. It blew my mind. So, you know, she just kind of like smiled and like, you know, like, well, sorry, but yeah, it got really, people noticed her and then security had to come and pull her out. So it was just, it was, it was so cool. That's awesome. What a yeah. cool story. Yeah, we've got Blue Harvest, uh, Mark from Blue Harvest Toys um, in the chat, who's a massive Leia fan as well, and uh, he's he's spooning a little bit at the moment. I, he, I think he's got that hot toy or a similar one. Um, what what a uh, what a brilliant story! So, uh, if you could be tempted to start collecting another toy line which you don't currently collect, which one would it be, and why? That's for you, uh, Victoria. Sorry, oh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> so um, I have been eyeing, and I, you know, I'm not saying I'm not going to ever collect them, but I have been eyeing the um, Jack Pacific Super Mario line that they have. It's been running a couple years now, 
And uh, they're really like cool little two and a half inch figures. And now they're making play sets and stuff for them. And I don't know that I'm never not going to like decide one day, hey, I need to check these out. But it's always that's always how it is. Like, I'm just going to check it out. I'm just going to take a look at it and see how I like them. And then, you know, it's like, you know, I usually the thing is, I like everything is what happens, you know, when it comes to toys. It just, you know. Um, and so I, I kind of have my eye on those. I don't know if I'm going to collect them, but um, yeah, those have been piquing my interest lately. Yeah, I've seen a lot of photos of them, and I have seen them in the store, and they do look great. And they little dioramas uh, that they come mm -hmm. with are super cool. Very. I, I think for me, it might be it would be Transformers if I were to add a third, because right now I'm I'm uh, Legends and then and Black Series, but uh, I, I love the heck out of Transformers as a kid growing up, and I've I've dabbled because I picked up the crossover, so I've Gigalot from Back to the Future, uh, Maverick from Top Gun, and then uh, I just got the uh, uh, '90s X Men uh, Blackbird Transformer. So I I am kind of enjoying those mashups, and uh, but it it's tempting, especially when you when you see the the Transformers. Uh, I think they just released the like Hot Rod and a bunch from the the Transformers cartoon from when I grew up. So I mean that it it's hard to uh, pass up. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to agree with you. Mine would be Transformers too, because I've only bought three, and that each one was like fifty bucks. You know, Megatron, yeah. Optimus Prime, and Starscream, and uh, that's enough for me because that's a bad rabbit hole. I keep every time I go in the store, I pick up uh, all the cars like Jazz. How amazing mm -hmm. does Jazz look? Uh, but I just can't do it, man. I thought Hot Rod looks really cool. Like I, yeah, I saw a couple of reviews on that and I, and I almost did it, but it, it's like, I just had to remind myself is okay. I, I got plenty going on here between these. And if you start another one that, you know, um, yeah. I gotta, I gotta pay for college in two years for, yeah. uh, for my oldest daughter. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've got, again, we've got YouTube royalty in the house. We've got Chris Perillo joining us. Hi, Chris. Hey, what's up, Chris? Uh, Chris loves his star Wars transformers. That's another rabbit hole to go down. Yes. Now, Victoria, we can't have you on without getting your view on some of the latest toy news. There's been lots of controversy going on around with regard to pre-ordering and things like that. So um, Hasbro Pulse has just arrived in the UK. So here's a... We'll, now, I haven't signed up yet. Uh, would you recommend us us Brits signing up to Hasbro Pulse? And what's your view of it? And this might lead on to some questions we've got around pre-ordering and 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 pegs and empty shelves in shops. So Hasbro Pulse, here we go. There's a topic for you. What do you what do you think? So I haven't seen the UK site, so I don't know what it, what all is on there currently. Um, I know that I rode out the the free one that they had here in the u.s until that ended this month um and i used it as much as i could uh and now you know if i want to continue it i have to pay i think it's like 50 or 60 dollars i don't remember exactly but um yeah the the benefits of it don't seem for me to to really i don't think i can justify spending that for the benefits that they're promoting which is basically um early access to exclusives on occasion. Um, if they continually have their products in stock uh, and I said, hey, I need a vintage collection grief cargo, I'm going to jump on and order one. If I could do that and I knew that they'd always have what I needed, uh, then I think I would seriously consider it. Um, but for so long, it has been so hard to get things through Pulse. They constantly say sold out on top of the item. Mm -hmm. So 
I don't know if the UK site looks like that. If it does, then I, I don't think I would personally be inclined to pay for that subscription at this point. No. So, so for me, I, I subscribed last year to Pulse and, you know, so you, you have the free shipping, which is nice. Um, but you know, just when I, exactly what I talked about, like, so out of the seven, I've already canceled five of my pre-orders and then ordered them from Amazon. So that's great that I paid 60 and it's unlimited free shipping, but it's unlimited free shipping for figures I keep canceling. And so I actually went, cause I knew we were going to ask this question out of the last 13 figures I pre-ordered from Hasbro, 11 I've canceled and were able to get within like two days from target or wherever it is. And, and they were like still pre-ordered and not shipping. So I, I, it's very frustrating to get, and again, these are toys, right? It's not, not the most important thing, but you know, for me, I, I like, I'm almost to 700 subs on YouTube. So I'm a very small channel and I'd like an opportunity to grow it, but it, it, it makes it harder when I get these, you know, six weeks to 10 weeks after everyone else, cause I'm getting them through Hasbro. So, uh, you know, what I saw someone say is like Hasbro pulse is a good safety net. Cause you, cause you typically have enough time to get on and pre-order. Um, and so if you can't find it anywhere else, then you're guaranteed to get it. And, and that concept makes sense to me, but for $60 a year to constantly be canceling my figures or be the, literally the last person to get them. Um, I'm, I'm definitely not renewing this year, uh, for uh, myself. Yeah. I never did sign up originally. Cause when I did go on there, everything was sold out. Like Victoria was saying, and, uh, I just don't see any benefit, honestly, in anything from them, apart from the uh, HasLab, you know, so. Yeah, and, and I would think, you know, if you have people subscribing and and we're very loyal fans, right? And we spend a lot of money on these things. Um, if if you're doing that, why are, why are we the literally the last to get them? Um, I think it should be the opposite. You know what I mean? There, there should be a perk and reward for paying for the premium. Uh, and then you should be, you know, it doesn't always have to be first, but it shouldn't always be last. And um, it's pretty frustrating, like I said, to cancel 11 out of my last 13 pre-orders. And the other two um, from the, the House of X wave are still on Hasbro, but that's only because I haven't found them anywhere else yet. And as soon as I do, yeah, I, last I'll resort. cancel those. Yeah. And and do you do you pre-order your all your um, figures, Victoria, or do you still go toy hunting, or what's the mix? Would you say between pre-ordering and buying in the wild? Uh, I pre-order everything that I can. If there's a pre-order for it, I'll do it because it's just so hard to find things, and it has been for a really long time. Uh, and you know, I know a lot of people love the thrill of the hunt. For me, it's like you know, I can kind of forego that if I know I'm going to be able to get a figure by pre-ordering it. Uh, I still go out occasionally. I didn't for a long time, like during, you know, during the pandemic because you know, I didn't feel it was safe to. Uh, and then I, I caught the virus and then uh, and I was like, okay, well, you know, I've got some immunity. I'm going to go out. So I started, you know, going out and, and, and toy hunting some more. Then I got vaccinated. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to, you know, go back to normal. So I pretty much, you know, I'm going out not as often, um, but I still, cause you know, it's, it's, it's a balance of, you know, well, I, what are the chances I'm going to find anything comparing to, you know, compared to like, you know, what, what kind of time do I want to put into going to three Walmarts and four targets, you know, just to be empty handed. So I kind of got to think, consider it, you know, those possibilities a lot, look online, see what BrickSeek says or um, PopBind or whatever those sites that don't really work anymore are. Um, but um, yeah, I, I try and pre-order everything that I can. Cause I just think, you know, I, I like having that peace of mind that, you know, even if it's through Walmart, even though they're, they're probably going to cancel it, 
Um, you know, I jump on it anyways, because, you know, it's a little peace of mind that, you know, if I can't find it in stores, or if I don't happen upon it, you know, at least, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully I'll have one coming. Yeah, that new Ghostbusters is going to be a nightmare. I just can't imagine. And they have vintage collection uh, mm-hmm. coming also. Mm-hmm. And then then you got the fact that it, it's possibly going to be damaged. It's just going to be Oh, so, you have a so 70% terrible. chance it's going to come it's going to come damaged. It's from Walmart. Yeah. Uh Mr. Jonathan Redmond asks a question that we've all been asking and all struggling to maybe there is a logical answer to this and maybe you you can help us with this Victoria, but how is it that Hasbro can run out of pre-orders? Doesn't seem to make logical sense that yeah, well, especially when some of these pre-orders were doing six months in advance. You know, that, that should be plenty of time to forecast, build inventory, and then ship it out to your pre-orders first. Yeah, yeah that that I'm not sure. Hmm. Um, it's just, yeah, I think it's, weird. it's probably just some, um, you know, poor accounting on the back end or, um, yeah, it's, it's hard to say. I mean, I know that I used to work for a, for a toy a manufacturer, um, and they weren't, you know, they weren't like a global thing. I mean, they were global, but they weren't like, you know, Hasbro and Mattel. They weren't at that level. But, um, uh, and, you know, we had a website, but they, they always encouraged people not to buy from the website. They said, you know, actually, you know, go buy it from um, your local store because, you know, we want them to keep ordering from us. You know, we don't want you to order from the store. If, if you can't find it at your store, okay, order from us. But they kind of always encouraged uh, people to buy, um, you know, in their local stores. Um, with Pulse, it's different though, because they are, they're creating these premium accounts and they're, you know, they're promoting these benefits for them. Mm -hmm. And then they're running out of stuff or they're just not, they're canceling the pre-orders or whatnot. So it's, it's, it's a little, it's a little uh, confusing for me. Uh, I don't really know what it is other than just like bad, you know, math on their end, uh, accounting for what, uh, the pre-orders that they have are compared to what the actual production they receive is, but you know, like you guys are saying, they do, they solicit these like six months in advance sometimes mm-hmm. and it still happens. So it's, it's just, it's hard to say. Well, in, in last month we were doing pre-orders for like August, September, October. I mean, so they, they have plenty of time, but maybe it's what you said. Maybe, maybe the bulk volume bought from Walmart or target or whatever it is, exceeds the volume they get on their website. So maybe they, they want to keep relations that way, but you know, it, not good for your fans and uh in your customers for sure absolutely and i suppose the pre-ordering uh links a little bit to have, have you been following this uh fill the pegs um hashtag um a lot of you a lot of toy youtubers are doing filming their toy hunts and filming the empty shelves and then using this hashtag fill the pegs um really as a bit of a protest i suppose um why have we got empty pegs in stores specifically on certain toy lines is it a uh, is it a mechanism to increase demand by reducing supply or I don't know have you got a theory on that victoria i don't have a theory about it um but i mean it's it's more than an observation at this point it's not just um you know whatever's happening at your local store it is a trend that you see around the country uh here um, if you go to any target, you're bound to see a pretty good, uh, helping of Mattel branded lines and figures. Um, but 
Star Wars, G.I. Joe, Marvel Legends, uh, Transformers, any of the stuff that Hasbro does, it's going to be a little more challenging to find. Um, same at Walmart. Um, you know, if I'm looking for Jurassic World or I'm looking for Masters of the Universe, you know, there's a good chance that I'll go to Target and I'll see them on the pegs. And maybe not the figure I'm looking for, but they'll have a, a decent um, smattering of them there. Whereas, you know, if, if it's a Hasbro item, it's 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 going to be really hard to find it. Um, yeah, they literally put it on the pegs and it sells out instantly. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's crap. Yeah, the, the supply with Hasbro certainly isn't meeting demand. And I don't know what the rationale is behind the um, the lack of product. Um, it's it's a very glaring thing, though, when you go to a, sh a store and you see that, you know, mm -hmm. Hasbro Mattel, Hasbro Mattel Spin Master doing the Batman stuff. Always plenty of them, but yeah, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if there's a supply issue on their end with their um, manufacturers or if, you know, they're, they just forecasted numbers so low that, you know, whatever decisions they made a year ago, two years ago are still having an effect of less product, less product. Yeah, uh, There's certainly demand there it. for it all. You know, the demand is certainly there though. And, and it wasn't, you know, back when, uh, the last Jedi was out. I mean, those pegs had the same figures for years. So yeah, I could still go to Walgreens and I can guarantee you I'm still going to see Jin or so and Cassie and Andor Black Series. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bring back Toys R Us's collector stores. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Uh, Boss Bounty says, I spoke to Nick and he is more than comfortable dork side. Yeah, so there's a little bit of a concern over here that um, with Hasbro Pulse, some of the independent online retailers might suffer, uh, particularly if the exclusive exclusives go directly to Hasbro Pulse. Because we do have some good independent online retailers over here. Mm -hmm. um, so it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Yep. Yeah, and I, and I actually... Um... I do order from big bad toy store. Cause I do like, you know, ordering from a smaller retailer instead of giving money to, to target Walmart. Um, and then big bad toy store. I do like that pile of loot that you can do. So if you see one figure, you know, you can click it, have it hit the pile of loot. And then what, once you get enough figures, you can release them and have them all. And then it's kind of fun getting a big box. It's like a, a smorgasbord of figures, but you know, they, they, a lot of times, if you, um, if you check their website, they, I think, you know, Dorkside and entertainment earth are probably similar, but they have stuff that just comes in randomly. That's hard to find and it'll be up and it's, you know, $22 instead of 19, but you click it, add it to your pile of loot. I got a ton of nineties X-Men that way in the last six months, just every, you know, every couple of days I go on and I just scan it. Um, I, I was able to pick up Jubilee and Bishop and, um, uh, just, just, uh, Mr. Sinister, you know, and, and those are really hard, expensive figures and they were $22 each. I was stoked to get them really, really excited. Yeah, I can understand what they're saying in chat about, especially in England, you have these little stores uh, that are, may go out of business because it has roll posts over there. Uh, and that is a shame, really. Uh, Josh is saying we need to find a way to talk or interview to whoever's in charge of purchasing uh, to get their perspective. Actually, you made a, a video about Mattel, uh, a similar video about Mattel the other day, Victoria. I, I, I saw about trying to understand uh, why there's such poor customer relations between 
um, you know, Mattel and, and the customer. And you're probably close, you and, and the likes of Bosque Bounty are probably closer to the, the, the manufacturers than any of us. Um, have you had any feedback on that video from Mattel? I'm sure they're watching you, aren't they? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I know they are. Uh, I published that this morning. That's the latest video on the channel. Yeah, it's where's Mattel? Why is, is, are they so silent right now? You know, why? Uh, I mean, I know that the last year has been really hard for everybody. And, um, uh, but companies, you know, of all kinds, including toy companies, Hasbro, um, Funko, Sideshow, they've been doing an awesome job, uh, you know, engaging fans, you know, doing their Fan First Fridays, their Mando Mondays, their, um, you know, Funko had, had their own thing uh, in January. And Sideshow regularly is doing um, unboxings on, uh, on YouTube and they're answering fans' questions. And, and it's great to see that because, you know, it's, you know, it shows you that these companies, to some extent, that, um, you know, they're trying to maintain that dialogue. They're trying to, uh, at least on some level, show that there is a concern there for the consumer, for the, you know, people that are supporting them. Um, but with Mattel, it's just been complete silence. And, you know, that video is kind of trying to understand, like, you know, why is, why is this? You know, where is Mattel? Why are we learning about new products from Mattel through leaks, you know, from random websites that, you know, nobody's ever heard of, um, you know, images that are being like, they're coming out of the factories or distribution centers in Asia that they're sending to people in the U S and that's how we learn about some of these things. Uh, there's no official, there's no fanfare, there's no announcements. And uh, really what spurred this is I had been considering this video for a while, but what spurred this was uh, earlier this week, uh, they, we learned about the new um, Jurassic World of Patasaurus. It's a new 41-inch dinosaur. It's, it's going to be a huge deal. <laughs> and um, it's probably going to wow. cost $50, I would assume. It's not going to be very expensive because, you know, Mattel is, is always affordable. Um, and Jurassic actually has the second most expensive license uh, next to Star Wars. So, um, hmm. you know, they, they cost money to, to license um, but yeah, I was just like, where's the Mattel, you know, why aren't they getting behind these products? Why aren't they showcasing how, you know, behind the scenes of how this product came to fruition? Um, people want to know people want to see, you know, there's a lot of people at home still. And like, for me, this has helped when, you know, when at times I've been at home and, uh, I've, I've really, you know, appreciated seeing that, you know, it's like, okay, all these other things are, are in rough shape around the world, but, you know, at least I can watch this unboxing that the manufacturer is doing. And, you know, I have the designer there talking about. How they yeah, do. Sideshow does that a lot, I notice, on uh, their product, and it's really interesting. Yeah, They'll show them, you know, one guy gets it, paints it, and he talks about it, and then uh, obviously they do the unboxing, and then the public gets it. And, uh, you're, you're right on, it should be that way. They're missing a huge opportunity not doing that. Uh, Lord Sadism has a question for you. Uh, do you go to thrift stores, yard sales, and what was your best ever find or bargain, if you do? Um, I Occasionally I do. I'll go to like um, uh, Salvation Army or I'll go to um, uh, Goodwill and I'll just kind of comb through and see what's there. Uh, flea markets I don't hit up too often. There's not a ton of them around here. Um when I was a kid, though, that was always like a Saturday morning tradition for me and my grandmother. We would go to the flea markets and, um, you know, consignment shops and we'd look for, you know, dinosaur toys because that's what I was really into, like before Jurassic Park came out. That's that's why, you know, I really appreciated that toy line because before Jurassic Park, dinosaur toys just didn't look like that. So 
that was our thing. We would go and look for dinosaurs. Occasionally I wouldn't go. She'd go with my mom and then they'd come home and uh, they'd show me, oh, look, we bought you this dinosaur. And, you know, one time, which is actually you know, hilarious now. And uh, one time she showed up with, uh, this is probably 1991 or so, 1992. Uh, she showed up with a dinosaur. It was a vintage Tauntaun. <laughs> no way. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, it's a thought that counts, but that's still awesome. Yeah. yeah. Was it the open belly one or the closed belly? Open belly was missing one of the horns on its head. Uh, that's awesome. I've never found anything. I've gone to the ones here locally, nothing. So I find everything. You do. Every week you pull something up. You're the thrift master, Vern. I actually um Goodwill has its own um, website where they do uh, auctions like eBay, but it's um, stuff that's donated to the thrift store. And what I find interesting about their online auction is I always see brand new black series figures in the box um, coming from like an LA area Goodwill. And I suspect that they're probably some sort of store damage, like boxes in the warehouse got wet or something like that. So they can't resell them and they just donate it off. And that's how those brand new figures end up like in the Goodwill auction. Mm, that is weird. I'm, I'm still flabbergasted from when the other week <laughs> we were talking about the Kellerman book. Uh, we, were, we were having a discussion around the Star Wars Kellerman book, Victoria, which is this crazy 300 pound um, Star Wars, vintage Star Wars photography book. And then Vern just pulls out this, pulls it out. There we go. He's getting it now. There we go. Free a three hundred pound Star Wars book that everyone covets. And how much did you pay for that? Uh, hardback hardback books at Goodwill are two ninety nine. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> and he went on fifty percent off awesome. day probably. <laughs> I had a I had a twenty percent coupon. <laughs> <laughs> they have um they have a thing that if you sign up on their website they send you a link for like a twenty percent off your entire purchase coupon. And for a while, it was um, it was supposed to be good for like 30 days. But if you went on every 30 days or whatever and then just re-signed up, you could use the original email to get like a new coupon. It was, yeah, like they, they fixed it though now. <laughs> it was like that for about a year. That's super cool. Going back to your Tom Tom, little Salacious here likes to put Salacious B Crumb uh, vintage figures in his open belly Tom Tom. Uh, have you have you have you got any uh, monkey lizard toys, uh, Victoria? Have you got any crumbs or quackians? The only ones that I have are the uh, let's see, uh, would be the Hasbro ones, the three three quarter scale ones. Those are the only ones that I have. Well, you collected the uh, Power of the Force in the beginning, right? Did you ever get that, uh, the Jabba with the uh, Salacious? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, all the Hasbro ones. I believe I have it. Sans the vintage one. I don't have the vintage one. Very good. Very good. Very good. Very impressed. <laughs> right. Um, we, oh, I tell you what, I was going to ask. Do you collect um, other than uh, your hot, the hot toys and the figures? What's your view on pops? Have you have you gone down that road? You've been tempted by the pop side. This kind of splits. This kind of splits people. I have a few. Uh, I don't actively collect them um, because 
I'd rather have like an action figure. I'd rather have something I can manipulate and move around and take pictures of. And with a pop, it just feels really limiting to me. Um, and there's so many of them, like, you know, just to, I mean, I have a few, I, I do have a few of them, but I, it's not something it's, it's usually because it's a certain character or it's something that doesn't exist as an action figure. Um, so, I mean, I maybe have like five of them. I really don't have that many. And it's usually because it's like just some, some person or, um, like I have a, a Mr. Rogers, like. Funko Pop. I have a Marilyn Monroe Funko Pop because I love Marilyn Monroe, but um, there's not a whole lot of merchandise ever. I have one of the dolls right here. You can see the little, the pink uh, starry sticker, but um, uh, yeah, so things like that. It's just, it's usually because it's something that isn't really available as otherwise. So, uh, but no, generally speaking, I tend to ignore them. I know that one day there's going to be so many landfills just filled with Funko Pops. <laughs> yeah. It'll probably be like oh. those beanie babies. We have Some of the prices on them so are many. Yeah, they can get expensive. And we have so many Funko Pops because my, my daughters are almost 16 and 12 and a half. So um, it's it slowed down. This year is the first year it really slowed down. But Christmas, birthdays and just, you know, rewards, little things like that. So we have like every Disney princess, all the Disney movies. And then it evolved into Star Wars. And I don't, I have a handful, but my favorite, I have two favorite Funkos that I have. I have uh, uh, Leia on a speeder bike in Endor, which is a really cool pop. And then I have uh, Vader Obi-Wan uh, from the Death Star. And it comes on a platform and they both have their lightsabers. So I, I grabbed that one. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, but, I see that. Uh, so, I mean, they're, they're cool. Like I have them a couple up on my desk in my office. Um, but you know, for my girls, like they really love them and they would play with them and pose them. And so I, I think for, for like a younger crowd, those are a neat collectible, but, um, so right now we have them all just kind of lumped together on a shelf and, uh, they'll probably go in storage, but I'm going to keep them because then when they're older someday, I'll give them to them and hopefully they appreciate in value and then they, they'll have them from their childhood and, and, uh, yeah. you know, I, I'm sure that, you know, they'll appreciate that. Yeah, that's cool. They'll be a hit again one day. So yeah, well, I, it's, I mean, think of how many things we had in our childhood that yeah. are gone. Right. And if you just, if we just would have known, you just throw know. them in a box and keep them for 20 years. Right. You know, Thundercats, yeah. and all things <laughs> crazy. Yeah, Thundercat toys, uh, you know, Voltron, my Voltron growing up. I can't even imagine. What I that know that's would be worth now if best. I had that. Yeah. I love the heck out of that thing. Yeah. I pre-ordered that expensive, uh, 300 one the other day. So Oof. when, yeah. uh, when's that supposed to come September? So I don't have to worry about it until then. What, what is, that? is that? Is that, is that a Thundercat or something? Is it? No, it's a big no, Voltron. Voltron. And, oh, Voltron. Uh, I have my 80s one from when I was a kid still, but this one, all the lines detach. It's all metal and his posability is like insane. Uh, and I'm just going to totally nerd out when I get it, <laughs> open them. Uh, like, and, and does each cat come apart and have its own vehicle? Yep. And then they've, oh, dude, they don't so open hard. up though, unfortunately. I was hoping maybe they would have figures for that price. Yeah. They should. They really uh, should. So, How big is it for three hundred? It's going to be like massive. When it's uh, is it like two feet, sure. three feet? I'm not sure. I'd have to look at the specs. So it should be big. Because the I I did do the Haslab uh, Sentinel, and I oh, think I, and I'm, I'm big. Yeah, that's supposed to be two and a half feet tall, and then that was two fifty. But then you get two figures with. They threw an all like you get two extra heads. There's two other figures that come with it. 
So it ended up because uh, we kept hitting each milestone and there were so many pre-orders for it. They created new milestones because we just kept yeah. exceeding them. So I, I cannot wait to get that in the fall. That's uh, that's going to be my birthday gift to myself for sure. Mm-hmm. When's your birthday? Uh, it's in October. Oh, it should be perfect. coming, coming right mine was, at my birthday. Mine's in February. So it's going to be my birthday present to myself too. And yeah. <laughs> hey, my birthday is next month. So I'm told nobody. <laughs> So watch out. Which my that? address. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's a hint. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. I don't need nothing. What, what well, day it, is that? It's been uh, it's been Darth Mark from the Pally Boys' birthday for the last three months. Yeah, he let everybody know a month in advance huh? <laughs> every day. He, he actually said that he sold his um, Kellerman book because of the Red Five book, which I thought about doing, but I ended up not because I was like, eh, the shipping from and stuff like that. It made him. A little bit too expensive for me. Have you got involved in that book, Victoria? The red. Have you seen the the red font, the read five book? I don't own it. No, I wish I did. There's um there's a vintage collection book on Kickstarter that I backed, and I, I was going to ask you whether you um, backed that because it seems to be taking ages to be delivered. Have you are you familiar with that one? Yes, um, yes, I am. And have you got any inside knowledge on that one? I think we, it's got to be at least 12 months ago, I think, isn't it, that that one was on Kickstarter? It's been a while. <laughs> yeah. A brilliant question here from Mr. Smuggler. Um, he's, he wants to know whether you're a completionist. Have you, where are you in terms of your, your vintage collection line? Have you got the whole run, or is there gaps in, are there gaps in your collection? Uh, for the figures, uh, loose, yes, I have all of them. Uh, carded, I do not. Um, during the, the initial run, uh, I was mostly collecting to, to open and you know display. But uh, with the second run since 2018, I have been buying them all to keep carded as well and to open. Um, but you know, I've been going back and you know kind of cherry picking certain ones that I really like and appreciate. It's it's not an easy thing to do anymore. It's it's gone so expensive. But um, so you know I kind of have to space out at my purchases when it comes to. Uh, original vintage collection it's kind of a weird thing to say original vintage collection but um uh no i don't have all of them carded uh for the vehicles i do have most of them uh i don't have the uh the snow speeder i'm that's a vehicle i don't have Something weird is happening with the sounds. Strange AV. Just isolated a few people, I think. Um, Let's put Vern back on, see if it was... We good? I think we're okay. I don't know what that was. That was Um, weird. Very strange. Yeah, must have been been censored. Yeah. Must have been something very... That was odd. Yeah. Oh, that was weird. So Uh, so we would back the uh, Razor Crest, Victoria. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Day one, uh, it was, yeah, no, absolutely. I had to, yeah, there was no way I was going to let that slip. Just like the barge, you know, it's just, you know, it's Star Wars. Did you get that salacious? What's that? The the, uh, Razor Crest. 
Yeah, back to the Razor Crest, and I cannot. Uh, do you know? I'm just kicking myself that I didn't do the barge. I was I at the time I was like, shall I, shan't I? And I didn't. And I'm kicking myself on that one. So yeah, I did do I did do the Razor Crest. So that does look good. What are the um out of the vintage collection line, uh, Victoria? Which which what are the hard to find figures or, or the high value ones um, that spring to mind? Uh, I, I'm I desperately want a B crumb, you know, in the little pack that was part of the San Diego Comic Con Death Star collection. Mm-hmm. That's a hard one, and, and they go for big for, for big money now. Are there any other ones that are similar to that in terms of hard to get and rarity and value? Right now, Ahsoka is is uh, I haven't looked my, for myself, but I'm I was told the other day that some of them have been selling close to a thousand dollars. Wow! Yeah, um, uh, yeah. Some of them, uh, Commander Cody goes for over a hundred. Um, Darth Sidious from Episode Three, General Grievous. Those are all over a hundred dollar figures. Um, the uh, some of the foil cards are kind of expensive too. Uh, so you know, talking Darth Sidious or Grievous, if you can get them on a foil card. Um, you know, you're going to pay a little bit more, but I mean, just, just even a regular card is they're so cost prohibitive, um, for a lot of people, they're just really expensive, but, um, yeah, no, it just amazes me how much a lot of those older figures go for, because some of them weren't that hard to find back in 2010 to 2011, 2012. Um, but now they are just because they don't make them anymore. And that's kind of been the trend for a lot of Star Wars stuff in recent years. And, you know, it's just because of how awesome things used to be, you know, in the, in the 2000s, the early 2010s, and now they're not, and people are kind of realizing that and just uh, discovering, you know, this trove of all this stuff Hasbro used to do that just doesn't exist anymore. So, um, yeah, it's incredible. A lot of stuff has really shut up on the secondary market lately. Uh, Mr. Josh thinks that it was Hasbro that was trying to interrupt our stream. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, Blue Mark thinks that it's Patrick. Uh, super awesome geek. He wanted both the Razor Crest and the Big Sentinel. They are back to back, so I had to choose one. And oh, which one hard. did you choose? Which, which one did you pick? Let us know, John. Which one did you go for? Was it the Razor Crest or the Sentinel? Tough one. It's a hard one. For me, for me, that Sentinel, I think I was in the first like 300 of people to order that Sentinel. Like I couldn't, I couldn't order that fast enough. And uh, it, you know, so when I get it, that means I totally get to revamp my 90s X-Men display. And um, I'm pretty excited for that. I'm sure if it releases in October, I'll get it in like December. So <laughs> here's a good question. So if you collect both loose and carded, are you keeping the figures that come with the crest carded or are you opening? I'm keeping mine carded. Um, I only ordered one crest. It's, you know, with vintage collection, I usually do one to open, one to keep box. But when, you know, over a certain price point, I kind of have to understand that that's just not feasible for me. So uh, it's expensive and, you know, I just don't have a ton of room to do that. So, um yeah, no, they're they're staying on the cards. Thankfully, uh, both of those characters will be available um, in other and you know slight variations in the vintage collection. I mean, I know we were talking about the the Grogu vintage collection a little while ago, so you know there's that. You know, would it be nice to have those versions loose? Absolutely, it would. But uh, they're just it's like the yak face that came with um, the barge. You know, it, it was just um, I kept that carded because you know it's it's 
it was a, a special thing. And it, for me, these are kind of like that too. I was, I would ask you, Sean, but you open everything, don't you? So, yeah, I, I don't know though. Cause it's kind of scary, but, uh, cause like you're saying, you can get another Mandalorian and stick them in there. Uh, so it all depends on when mm -hmm. I look at them, uh, and I'll go with my gut at that point. So, uh, Bosk is saying, believe it or not, the R2-D2 VC149 that came out in 2019 is now selling for over £60. Man, you've got to pick up these vintage collection figures, haven't you? Because some of them... Yeah, yeah, I got one 375-inch R2 somewhere, and he makes a noise you know, when you push his belly, uh, but that's the only one I've got. That one was re-released a multitude of times from 2002 until like 2013. It just kept coming back. Over and over and over. I probably ended up with like 10 of them when I was said in 10. They're great, though. I, I love mine. I haven't needed to buy another one. So I didn't know he was worth that much. That's crazy. Uh, Blue Harvest is saying there was tons of them in Forbidden, pa Forbidden Planet. Yeah, I think I got mine on clearance for probably 2 or $3 somewhere. The, uh, the Black Series 3 and 3 quarter inch um, R2-D2, uh, which came out, I think, 24. 13 or 2014 i never found it at retail because that line was was kind of difficult to find um for for most of its duration and it took me ha like I, we were talking earlier about how you know i was in japan going to these stores i found that at a specialty store in japan and that's that's the way i ended up with finally getting that figure you know years later so just interesting how that works and it was just msrp it wasn't like expensive or anything hmm. Uh, here's a question for, for you, Victoria. Well, for everyone, really. Out of all the films and TV series, what vintage collection ve vehicle would you have liked to have seen made? The Ghost. Yeah, yeah that'd be cool. That'd be really cool. What about you guys? Uh, pod racer for me. I want any form of a pod racer. I think it would just be so sweet. Anakin's preferably. It's Vern. Vern, I can't hear you. Oh, you're Vern, muted, I, Vern. Vern's muted. <laughs> Did I mute? Have I muted him? Vern's been muted the whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, it was me, Vern. I muted you. That's all right. I don't collect the vintage collection, so uh, not missing any vehicles. I, I don't collect vintage, but I would love a Black Series TIE Interceptor. No, oh, Black yeah. Series is a different story. I'd love to. They made a, a Black Series Slave One would be awesome. They could do that. It would be the, but probably about the size of uh, the cell barge, am I guessing? Yeah, yeah, it'd be huge. We're going to yeah, get and one, that's, one day. Well, and that's why I said TIE Interceptor, because I, I think that would be reasonably sized uh, for, for a Black Series figure. And, it, and it's just the coolest TIE Fighter of all types. Vader's TIE Fighter. That's the coolest TIE Fighter ever. Yeah, there's a question. Do you have the Black Series uh, uh, TIE Fighter, Victoria? I do. Um, <laughs> it's, it's in the box. I, um, I took it out. I put it together, and you know I couldn't find anywhere to put it, so I went back into the box, and that went into the closet. So. Yeah, that um, is just incredibly big. It's, it, yeah, it's – you know, I, I have all the Black Series. I collect them, too. Um, I have – I think I have pretty, the only thing I don't have is that Amazon exclusive three pack of the astromech droid. That's the only thing I haven't gotten, but, um, <laughs> I have everything else I think. And, um, 
I appreciate things like raised feeder, like the dewback, like the wampa, but anything bigger than that just for me is, I mean, you know, some of these things are already really big and three and three quarter, the rancor, um, you know, the sail mm-hmm. barge, uh, the slave one. It's like, I can't even fathom having six inch versions of a lot of that stuff. So yeah. for my own sake, I hope they don't make those things, but um, you, you know, it'd be interesting to see that's, that's for sure. But, you know, I'm, I'm perfectly content if they just stick to smaller stuff with the black series. Yeah. Ma- imagine if they try to do a Falcon, it'd be <laughs> need no. like uh, an entire dining room table to, <laughs> to put it on there. Yeah, he- it would be the ceiling in your room. You'd have to hang yeah. it or something. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, Enfys, that I have that Enfys nest speeder and it's just too long. Yeah. Like it. Yeah. 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 Oh my God. Yeah. I got it right here. It's really cool. But it's yeah. It's cool. It's, look it's how, just too long. It's yeah. uh, it's like uh, from uh, Spaceballs. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just, I mean, look at that. It's really like look at the detail on it though. I mean it it is exceptional all the way around. It's such a cool speeder bike. Um and then the Enfys Nest figure is sweet too. They I, I really like the job they did on her. So I, I love it, but it doesn't it won't fit in a detox. So if you put it in, you would have to have it this way and just have the end part sticking off of it. Um right. so I have it I have it down with all my Lego uh, uh Star Wars vehicles. But it it's so cool though. What if that. you uh, what if you lay the detoff down horizontally and take all the shelves out? Uh-huh. <laughs> you might have enough space. <laughs> I mean, seriously, look, look at this. You could do an awesome diorama, couldn't you, with that with, with that whip of the. You really of... could. I mean, so actually, what I thought because we have like I drop down ceiling tiles, so I actually thought at some point I'll get some like invisible string and then just hang like this, hang in like this, and and have it in flight because um, I think that would look pretty cool too. And then we'll see how many more ships will go up there. Well, I, I mean, honestly, that would be cool. Like behind me, if I just had like a whole, you know, and then actually we could just do the whole basement. We just walk through and there's spaceships flying everywhere. I'd love that. Big props to Lord Sadism. He's um, coming up with some great questions tonight. So thank you. What would you like Haslab to make next? And do you agree with the whole idea? I love the idea. I don't like it at all. I think it's terrible. Uh, but uh, I do still fall for it and go for it. But this is my first time. I, didn't do the I don't bars. like it, but I'm going to do it. Yeah. Well, the first one was ridiculous. You know, I first got into collecting again, and then they had this thing where everybody's paying. How much was it when it came out? 500 bucks or something? Or, for, the, but, for the cell bar. Yeah. And then first, uh, my wow, first was that ship much? was uh, 150 bucks on the Slave 1. To me, that was a lot of money. Uh, and now it's slowly getting, you know, worse. So I, I wish, yeah, I don't like that. So, yeah, so I like here's... the HasLab on the Marvel side. You know what I mean? Yeah, because it... like the like the Sentinel, I think for two fifty for all you're getting, I actually think that was fair um, for everything that comes with it. So I mean, there, there's quite a bit you can do on on the Legend side. Um, like uh, even a uh, Galactus would be really cool. And then now I've got the Obsidian Silver Surfer, right? And then uh, I don't know if you, you know, for those of you that read the comics, uh, there's a whole comic run now where Thor becomes a Herald of Galactus. Very, very cool run. So, you you know, I'm sure those figures, will, the um, uh, Thor with the cosmic power is going to be an amazing uh, Legends figure. I cannot wait for that. So I, I think with Legends, it makes a lot of sense. And, and I don't collect uh, TVC at all. 
So um, for me as a Black Series collector, like it, it probably space wise is probably prohibitive to do something like that. But I, I, I'd love if they did every year come out with a, a, a Legends one. I think that as long as they keep the integrity of the HasLab, I like it. What, what I mean by that is I don't want to see a Razorcrest at a store in two years when they basically said, hey, this is going to be a backed thing because yeah. uh, they basically used right. the, the, the backing to make all the molds and everything just so they can later produce a ship for retail. And if they mm. do the same thing with the Sentinel, uh, yeah, I will be ingenuous. Yeah. So yeah. as long as they, they maintain that integrity and say, hey, this was a HasLab and if you backed it, you got it. If you didn't back it, you didn't get it. Then I, 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 mm -hmm. I'm for that. Yeah. What would you like to see next, Victoria? The next HasLab for Star Wars? Um, well, <laughs> I would like to see a proper cantina. Uh, that's like a huge... You know, it's my favorite aspect of all Star Wars is, you know, the Mos Eisley Cantina, you know, all, mm -hmm. all, all the aliens, everything. Um, if they could offer it somehow through those, the play sets I've been doing in, in recent years, then I'd be okay with that too. But um, if that's the only way, you know, HasLab's the only way can, they can deliver like a proper uh, one that's, you know, screen accurate, you know, has maybe has some lights or some fog effects or something, um, you know, with the bar sections and the alcoves and everything. Uh, I think, uh, you know, I, I'd like to see that. Um, uh, I'd, I'd just like to see that in some form or another. It doesn't have to be a HasLab. It's yeah, just proper dioramas that yeah. uh, collectors, because a lot of us aren't talented, you know. We And uh, well, Vern is. <laughs> I have no talent. Yeah. <laughs> I've got no talent. Well, no, for stuff like that, own. that's I, what I people have, are doing. Yeah, you know, they're I, like, I have no own. talent to do that. Uh, they came exactly. out with some amazing stuff, which is epic, but you have to literally buy two of them. And then there's like no background display for that, you know. Uh, it sounds so. like you're talking about the uh, carbon freezing chamber. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the hallway. Well, you got to buy multiple hallways, you know. Mm -hmm. Right. That doesn't make sense. But. And that hallway was expensive, right? I remember yeah. seeing that was that was a premium, wasn't it? Yeah. 50 bucks is crazy. So 100 bucks, I you know, just to have it look <clears throat> really cool. Uh, it looks cool on its own, though. I ain't going to lie. I, I've seen pictures of it and videos. It looks great. But like Victoria is saying, you know, LED lights, the table, the atmosphere, just everything uh, would be epic. And they can do it. They just uh, don't. Mm -hmm. Are you familiar with Hoppy's Creations, Victoria? Mm, I don't believe so. Um, I think... Um, Hoppy's Creations Instagram account uh, <laughs> is well worth is well worth checking out because he does his own custom dioramas, um, but makes his di his his dioramas mechanical. So uh, Hoppy's Creations uh, carbon freezing diorama is incredible. If you get a chance to have a look at that, okay, yeah, certainly. Um, yeah, there's a lot of fans that do some really great stuff. Uh, I wouldn't personally. I don't know that I'd have the resources or want to even put the time into doing it myself, but um, uh, there's some really, uh, you know, talented folks out there and, you know, some of them have gone on to do things like space walls, you know, I'm a huge fan of space walls. They do some really good stuff. And, uh, you know, going back to some of these play sets, like the, the best spin or the, uh, the Tana V4 play set, like those are, they look nice aesthetically, but then when you, when you get them in hand and start like trying to position them, like the floor panels pop up or they're, they're a little flimsy for $50, you know, they're a little flimsy. So, uh, I'd certainly like to see, 
the quality improve, even if you got to pay a little bit more. I mean, they're already $50, so you would expect it to be a little more high tier than what they are. But, um, you know, I'd, I'd like to see them improve those just a little bit. Yeah, so, I think, oh, oh, go ahead. No, you go, bud. I was, I was saying, like, if they were going to do a HasLab of, like, the uh, maybe, like, a section of the Death Star, but with, like, multiple layers that you could oh, actually take the yeah. shelves out of your, your cabinet and stick it in there and then use it for the, a display piece. Or recreate the that cardboard would... one where it had the, uh, you know, it had the uh, uh, garbage oh, trap and, uh, oh, yeah, that, was, that would be great. I'm just imagining, like, I'm looking at the shelves behind you, and I'm just thinking, like, if it was something that fit into into a piece of furniture like that, mm -hmm. you could then take those figures and then arrange them in different sections, you know, with different. That, uh, I there think that are would be cool. there are some places that um, build them for that are detoff sized, so there I, I have seen uh, some that that come specifically so that they will fit into a detoff. So I I think that's a great idea. They they should I mean. If I was Hasbro, I would add that on with my Legends and Black series and and do stuff like that. Because I mean, because otherwise, you know, it, it looks yeah. cool, right? And you have the right. lights, right? And you have all the lights and things like that. But then at the same time, it's just a clear background. So that, I mean, I think that could further enhance uh, anyone's display. Well, can you imagine, like, for the Legends, you got the Xavier School. It's like the house yeah. where, like, one level, and then you got the Danger Room mm -hmm. or whatever, right? And it would be really cool to have multiple levels and then be able to use your figures differently in different areas. I think it would be cool. Yeah. That'd be really neat. It, it's just a, it's just a way to take your display to another level. Yeah. Uh, here's another hot topical question that's been um, doing the rounds on um, various um, chats. Uh, what's your view on reproduction items such as repro weapons for vintage Star Wars figures? Do you take a, a hard line on those, Victoria? Um, not really. Uh, you know, there, there's a need for people to have their accessories, right? It's like, I, I can't stand it to have a figure that's not complete, um, of any kind. So you know, even with modern figures, occasionally I'll lose something, you know, some of them have really li little accessories, comm links, mm -hmm. and little blasters and stuff that just get lost. So, um, yeah, I mean, I know for vintage, it's a different, it's just kind of a different ball game because, you know, it's, um, it, 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 uh, it's just different from modern. Um, there's people look at it differently. If you collected vintage and you're serious about like proper vintage, then, um, you know, there's a lot more like, and there have been for many years, like very rigid standards that collectors have for, you know, what kind of weapon something might have or not have. Um, but me, I'm not huge on vintage. So I, I feel like I have less of a say in, in, in that territory, but, um, it'd be nice if there was a way to get, just get accessories, like just generally, like if you were missing something, usually what I do is, um, you know, eBay seller Tangori, like I don't really buy from him too often, but if he has a figure that I need, that's, I have a figure that's missing an accessory and I see he has a figure. You, that's usually the only reason I'll buy from him is so I can get that accessory replaced, but that's pretty much the extent of my views on those. Hey, uh, uh, Salacious, uh, Boss Bounty um, had a really good comment. He said, uh, I'd like to, uh, I'd like a HasLab to be a set of 10 figures that would never be made for retail. 
uh, really obscure feet, uh, obscure aliens from the cantina or Jabba's palace. I, I think that's a, I think that'd be a really cool idea. I'd buy like a 10 pack of, uh, of obscure figures like that. What about you guys? Oh yeah. We yeah, need more creatures, good. more creatures, please. More creatures, more aliens, more monkey lizards, please. Well, yeah. and, and to me, figures like that just enrich the story you can build or tell in your display. You know, for, for um, those of you guys who, you know, see my videos, like I, to me, it's like a Zen garden. I'm like, I like to update it every couple months, pull everything out and just rearrange it. it it's, it's a Zenful exercise to be creative, to plan it out. And then each time you could pick, uh, I want to tell, you know, uh, like I just redid my Empire Strikes Back and the, the main part of it was just Vader versus Luke. And then I built kind of everything around it based on the scenes they went into. But, you know, to me, that was a fun couple hours for an afternoon. It was, it was quiet, peaceful and, and relaxing. So I, I'd enjoy having other uh, figures in there that could help enhance uh, the story that you're trying to tell in your display. Yeah. Yeah. Those classic characters are are the lifeblood of Star Wars, like in the vintage days, you know, what. The lines became what they were. And, you know, uh, Chris from Bantha Scully says this, you know, star, the Star Wars toy line became what it became because of cre uh, characters like Greedo, Walrus Man, Hammerhead. Uh, mm -hmm. Those are the ones everybody remembers. And, you know, even in the three and three quarter inch line, you know, in the modern era, they were always so important, so vital to that lifeblood of continuing that line so that you could do the world building and flesh out your dioramas and have all these other characters that were just, you know, so unique, you know, they're outside of the main characters, of the story, but you know, they help tell the story because they're part right. of the environment. Um, and we just don't really see those anymore. So no, I agree with what Tim's saying. Yeah. That would, that would be fabulous. I'd love that. As long as there was a tonic sister in there too, then uh, <laughs> I could really get behind that. Apprentice Ewok wants an Ewok village. Are you pro Ewok everyone? Thumbs up. I thumb love murder up. bears. I love murder bears. Yes. Yeah. Thumbs up if you're pro Ewok, please. Always, always. There we go. There's a unanimous decision there for you, Brandon. We're all pro Ewok. We're all pro Ewok here. Pro totally so, so, murder bear. So, and and what what I always find interesting about Ewoks is, you know, uh, in 1983 I was six, right? So of course I'm going to love little murder bears. I thought they were great. Now, would I feel the same way if that was released today? And I'm 43. You know, would I, would I still enjoy them like I do? Um, but I think that's the lesson I've learned of Star Wars is those things are in there, not maybe not for me, but for my kids. Right. And, and I think, you know, a couple episodes ago, we, we talked about Jar Jar. And so when Phantom Menace came out, I was a senior in college. We went, you know, went to the midnight showing. We're all excited. And it, it, there was so much I love about that movie, but there are a few things I didn't. One of them was, was Jar Jar, you know, but Jar Jar maybe wasn't for a 21 year old dude on a college campus, go to see Star Wars for a night. But the first time uh, my girls watched it, they loved Jar Jar and they laughed the whole time. And for me, I like, it just, it, it totally changed my perspective of them and I got it and I developed a, a big appreciation for them. So I do appreciate that about Star Wars now is that it's, you know, there's something for me as an adult, there's something for me when I was 20, and then there's something for me when I was six. And, and the important lesson I learned was I watch, when I watched Phantom Menace, that part of me that was six wasn't there in the theater to enjoy that. And, I, and it actually is self-limiting um, if you don't allow that part of you to still be there. So w when I watch stuff now and watch it with my girls, I still try to have that, uh, that part of me look at it from that perspective and, and not be like a, just a bitter old dude. <laughs> <laughs> who's, who's mad at murder bears or whatever, you know what I mean? But it, it, I, I think it was a good life lesson for me to see it through their eyes. And, and I'd much rather enjoy Jar Jar for what he is in that perspective than, than be mad about him.
Absolutely. Yeah, it's, I feel the same way because, uh, like I was telling you before, Attack of the Clones was my worst Star Wars movie mm-hmm. at one point. But after watching it with my four daughters and watching them cry over watching Anakin turn to the dark side, it became one of my favorite of the, all the Star Wars movies. So, because I never saw that before, it was just a mushy, crappy love story to me. So, oh, it's yeah, it's brutal. But he <laughs> was building brutal. character development, is what yep. George Lucas was doing. Like a, he was trying to be Twilight, I guess, ahead of its time. Well, in, in the <laughs> whole, um, to me, one of the most powerful scenes in Star Wars is um, in the in the Tuscan village. You know what I mean? So oh, he, you know, he, he says goodbye to his mom. So good and, in the theater, and when like, he. <laughs> But but you know what? In that moment, I wasn't horrified. I was like, I was like, yes, I would do the exact. You know what I mean? Like at that point, I was like, what else would you do? You just like, yeah. you, you know, you find genius. your mom like that, and and it and then. Uh, but the part I always thought was weird when he's like, and he was masterful when he's crying and he's telling Padme like he was like it was he was like exuding that emotion, and Padme's like, oh Anakin, that's terrible because <laughs> she, <laughs> she's just like so sterile like throughout the the trilogy but like you know so there's things like that in the prequels where it's like you know hayden is oh. just crushing it in that moment yeah. and she's just very ph7 as she was you know and yeah. um well, I whenever i think of padme i think of blind. Uh, yeah oh. yeah it, so it, it was interesting but yeah i mean to me that's one of the best scenes in all of star wars and and i just it, it's it's um i think it, it evokes like a lot of feelings that probably any of us if we had that power in that moment wouldn't we do the exact same thing yeah have you yeah. got a favorite have you got a favorite moment in 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 star wars victoria favorite moment it's hard to pick one but i, I know I'm, i mentioned the cantina already so that's you know that's that's probably it that's probably the one um like out of everything you know i just love everything about the cantina but um I mean, there, there's some really um, important moments, of course. Um, you know, Vader confirming Luke's parentage is pretty important. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in, in the prequels, you, you guys are talking about um, the Tuscan village. You know, that's that's quite a moment in that movie. <laughs> um, Revenge of the Sith has many moments in it. Yeah. Revenge of the Sith is amazing. It's an amazing movie. It really is. Well, that and, and I think of the Yoda scenes, like, you know, um, you know, on Dagobah like the just it it's like it's like zen quotes one after the other that still to this day you like you can apply to your life i mean they're valuable life lessons uh and same with jedi you know and then uh and then to me obi-wan is just the best one-liners because of the delivery and then uh and then he, you know he's just Obi- obi-wan's my my favorite of all time but i i love his one-liners yeah my, i probably my favorite is another happy landing that's one i like like just <laughs> crash they crash that ship <laughs> You know what I mean? So he, uh, Ewan McGregor is, was uh, epic in that role. I can't wait for Obi-Wan series. Cannot wait. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the prequels, you know, I know a lot of people seem in a different light now, but I mean, the, the genius of it in, in those films is that is, is just the way that Anakin turns really, because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people, when episode one came out, you know, why are we following this little kid? You know, why do we care? And the whole point of the, the prequel trilogy was to show, you know, how the uh, path to hell is paved with good intentions. You know, he is a good mm-hmm. little kid. He's, he's pure. Uh, then he's exposed to these other things along the way. And he's still, his motivations are still there. He wants to save his mom. I mean, who wouldn't? He wants to save his wife. Mm-hmm. Who wouldn't? Um, he's just trying to, he's not a bad person. He's just, he makes these choices. And then ultimately, you know, look mm-hmm. where, where he ends up because of them. So it's just, 
just, yeah. I mean, it, it, yeah, they're, they're solid movies. I mean, there's, there's problems that I have with them too, but um, yeah, I appreciate them a lot more now than I did before. Well, and, and I think that's a great life lesson to not make fear-based decisions. Cause that, that's basically what that, you know, him, him becoming Vader was purely fear-based, right? Fear of loss. And um, I, that's just a great life lesson for all of us. Just do not make fear-based decisions. Yeah, totally. Um, we normally do pivot to start talking about TV and movies. Um, I just conscious, Victoria, we've been going one hour and 50 minutes. And I didn't say this, but we're obviously honored to have you. Uh, so don't feel as though you have to stay. Whenever you need to go, please uh, say so, because we have a habit. I mean, last episode, I think we went on for two and a half hours. So two and a half, yeah. We, we will keep good. going. So I uh, just wanted to say that uh, whenever you need to dip out, uh, don't, don't please do so. Um, um, so, so, Salacious, can I, can I ask real quick? Um, do we want to um, just do a, a quick preview of uh, the uh, surprise unboxing candidates for tonight? Ooh, okay. Let's do this. So this is another thing that this is another thing that's uh, become a bit of a feature of our show. The chat seemed to like us unboxing toys. The visceral sound of opening the package, the plastic, the and and they've they've these guys have um, suckered me into this because I normally used to hate taking toys out. So we, we we normally we normally put some candidates up. So come then, dude. Who are your candidates for unboxing right. tonight, dude? So I I got three good ones for tonight. Um, I I do need a little dopamine. It's it's been a long week for me. But uh, so we got Deathlock. Ooh, nice. Yeah, big big fan of that. We have <laughs> Shatterstar. No, no, no. Invincible <laughs> Iron Man. Every week. No, that's top for me at the moment. And uh, Nightcrawler. Ooh. Ooh. Don't you already have one of those? I think. Not unboxed. Nope. This Ooh. this was my this is my guy. So uh, yeah, I like I'm, one of those. Oh, you just got that in a haul recently. Yep. Yeah, I picked Big Bag Toy Store actually twenty two dollars, and he's oh, very very expensive good. if you if you try to hunt for him. He he is not any of the nineties X Men are forty to a hundred dollars. Um, so uh, I was pretty pretty excited to grab this guy. So, uh, Nightcrawler, Invincible Iron Man, <laughs> John's going. Let's go, Shatterstar. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> someday, guys. Some I'm, I'm not I'm not emotionally ready to open Shatterstar right now. Uh, Mr. Josh is saying Nightcrawler. Uh, That's a great go figure. I'm going to have to see if he's still available. Uh, right, we got a couple votes for Nightcrawler. All right, what do you guys got tonight? Which one? Oh, right. That's, uh, I can't see. You got a glare. Oh, hold on a minute. That's a movie. Wolverine, sorry. Wolverine or Iron Patriot? Ooh. Do that Wolverine because I that'd be cool to see that Wolverine. Hold on, Rhesus. One second. So one of those. Okay. Moving people Sean, around a bit. All right, I'll, I'll make mine uh, pretty easy. I've got uh, two X Men. We got Danny Moonstar or uh, who's that X twenty three. X twenty three, yeah, and then yeah. Uh, of course, X-23. come on, guys, let's do another Masters of the Universe. I gotta open Tila for my Dude, daughter. I, I would love to see that Danny <laughs> or, star. Uh, of course, we can do Kira. Oh, I like that so, Kira. But uh, I'll be right back. I'm gonna take my dog out, so she's begging me. <laughs> okay, Iron <laughs> okay. Patriots. 
Okay. I, well, I don't know. I it has two, and I see a whole bunch of Wolverine in there. Yeah. I, I have that same Iron Patriot. I haven't I haven't opened him yet either. I just want to get to the um, growth or heads. I you know I, I have I have all the figures to build Dude Thor and I just haven't opened them yet. So someday I'm gonna build that. So so later I'm gonna open either Batman or the Joker. Very oh, simple concept there. 50 50. Tell nice. me in the chat who is it, Batman or Joker? You let us know. So so Victoria, do you have any votes on, on ours? Which one do you want to see? Uh one person or, or do I No, I mean uh, like out of out of all our options do you uh, any of these in particular you wanted to see that that the three of us showed i like the ones you have there uh i you know i have the uh i have marvel legends x-men um Ooh. i stick to the ones that are in the intro of the 90s series like any of the ones that were in that intro i have yes uh, i have all those yeah um and you know going back to the sentinel i'm really kind of regretting not having back that because i don't have room for it and that was the thing like i'm not a huge marvel <laughs> legends person but i do have a good number of them um, mm -hmm. But that was kind of why I didn't do that one. But um, yeah, no, that would have been a good one to have for sure. But yeah, I like your picks there, the, the ones that you have. To me, the the 90s X-Men are, are the best legends. They're my favorite legends. And part of it's probably the nostalgia of just growing up. And I love watching that show. And and uh, But uh, I, I I have all of them from the intro now. Um, I don't have all of them unboxed because um, I, I, I unbox stuff, but I also have a very hard time unboxing stuff. I'm like 50-50. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, but uh, I have all of them except uh, the Blue Beast. So that is my uh, that's my white whale right now to get that that's one. A good, that's a good figure. I hope someday they re-release it because it's it's uh, cost prohibitive right now for sure to uh, to buy that. Yeah. All right. So it sounds like. Uh, all right. So we want to go to. Uh, what do we want to do now, Salacious? Um, we're now on to TV and movies. Nice. So what's everyone been watching? Who wants to go first? Well, I'll go. I watched. Uh, as, as you guys know, I spent quite a, quite a bit of time alone last few weeks watching TV. So. Uh, this week I watched a fight club on uh, Monday night and then I watched uh, big Lebowski, which is my favorite movie of all time. Tuesday night. It was my uh, last night in quarantine. So I celebrated with some uh, fish food, uh, Ben and Jerry's and watched that. And then uh, I did watch uh, uh, Ted Lasso all the way through. That is my new favorite show. I, I can, I love that show. It made me so happy watching it. Um, uh, so that, that was a gem. And then I did watch uh, Watchmen finally on HBO and I, I liked it at first, and then I just felt the last three episodes meandered, and um, it it uh, I ended up not liking it in the end. Because um, then, of course, we got another big sky beam at, at the end of a movie or show, and I, I'm kind of sky beamed out. But um, I think uh, you know it was worth it was worth a watch, but not um, not revisiting it. So that's what I watched this week. How about you guys? Uh, I started that uh, the Doom Patrol, but I don't know if I'm going to continue unless somebody tells me it gets better. And then we've been watching some K drama, so that's pretty much it. I'm catching up on Kim's Convenience because season five should be dropping on Netflix pretty soon. That that just got canceled, didn't it? I've I've never yeah. seen it, but I saw all the stuff. Yeah. So, are you a big fan of that one? Yeah, I think it kind of hits home a little bit home for me just because of the some of the cultural stuff. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I I relate to it. Um, 
the the guy who plays the the dad in the show, he was the um he was in the Mandalorian. He was the X Wing pilot, Carson. Oh Teva. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So so I was kind of glad to see him in that Star Wars. And I'm kind of hoping maybe he shows up in that Rogue One because he's pretty funny. Yeah, he, I thought I liked him in that role. I thought it was pretty yeah. good. So um, kind of like dry, a little bit of dry humor. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Uh, dude, did you see Retro Blasting's uh, video the other day about uh, the Pride of X Men, which was the pilot X Men uh, cartoon that came out prior no. to? Oh, you need to check that out. It's a so good who, video. Who, what channel is it? Uh, it's a Retro Blasting. So it's Michael, isn't it, from Retro Blasting? Um, huh. He I did a, it's a mini. It, yeah, yeah. I didn't even know it was a thing. So apparently, I think it was pretty uh, shortly after. Uh, Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Mm-hmm. They were going. They were going to make an X-Men series, so they made a pilot. It's called "The Pride of X-Men." It's a one-off episode because it was never then syndicated. Um, but it's uh, yeah, it's quite interesting, and, and an X-Man fan would love it. So, Steve goes. Cool. Pointed- All right, I'll have to check it out. Oh, somebody's Thanks, talking Steve. about somebody's talking about the show for all mankind. Have you guys seen that? It's on the Apple TV Plus. I did. I watched the first two episodes. So I, I think I'm going to like, it didn't, it, I thought it was super well. I thought it was very well done, like very, very well done. Um, I liked it, but it did like suck me in where I wanted to keep going. So I think it's something I'll just watch like an episode here and then an episode, okay. you know, in a few days, but yeah, to, I, I think it's worth watching, but it, it was very well done. And I, I think it's a super interesting premise uh, where Russia beats the United States uh, to yeah. the moon and, and what happens. I, I, I think that's a very, very cool premise. There was a show that came on uh, a while ago, and I, I think it was like a really good premise too, but they, uh, I think they kind of blew it in like the first episode. It was supposed mm-hmm. to be like this, um, this ship was like the, on this like 100-year voyage or something like that to another star system where these people were going to like save humanity and populate another world. And mm-hmm. they're like halfway there, and there's like a murder on the spaceship. So the only detective is some guy who was going to go to the library and read some detective books, <laughs> right? And try to solve that, this, yeah. like, yeah, and try to solve this murder. So the idea is it's self-contained, like everybody was born on the ship is like in their, you know, 30s and 30s or whatever. And then you barely have any of the original people left because they've all passed. But um, it turns out like it they're actually in a laboratory experiment. They're actually like in some silo on earth and they just think they're traveling through space. Yeah. And, that was a cool uh, twist I, when I watched that. I like that. I just think they gave that away too soon. Yeah. They could have, they could have held that longer for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it was a cool thought. Like what a cool idea. Right. You know what I mean? I, and, and, and uh, you know, feasible if you consider how governments manipulate their people right so i i mean totally feasible that someone would do that for a long what, what's it uh, okay john's leaving yeah, yeah I, I can't remember the name of it but it was interesting uh i can't i know the show you're talking about now i can't think of the name of it either it'll be a thought grenade it'll it'll yeah. i'll interject in like 20 minutes and i'll yell out the name so pull the just pin and throw it now just want to say good. 
Thank Sorry, you. I just, just want to say goodbye to Super Awesome Geek. Sorry, we're talking over each other. Sorry, Vern. <laughs> I was waiting we, for you. We, we, do, we do this sometimes, Victoria. We, this is only our 10th episode, so we're still, uh, we're still uh, a little Iron bit raw. Yeah. I just wanted to say goodbye to Super Awesome Geek, who's off, but thanks for joining us, uh, John. Thanks, buddy. Um, thanks, been John. Great, great support to us. Uh, Victoria, what have you been watching recently? Anything interesting? TVs or movies or... Did you watch One Division? Oh yeah, of course I did. I loved it. I totally, totally I like when Hot Toys announced the two um, figures this week. Um, you know, Scarlet Uh-oh. Witch and Vision. I jumped yeah. on those because did you really? Nice. Yeah. So I, how, how much are the Hot Toys? I'd like to see those. Uh, how much are the Hot Toys in, in comparison to uh, the Legends? Uh, the uh, Scarlet Witch I think was two seventy five, and uh, Vision was two fifty. I. Think think um but sideshow has sideshow has payment plans and they're not coming out until next year so you know i those payment plans can be really dangerous <laughs> yeah, yeah that's that's so. how i got that grugo uh well you can't see him but you got a grugo too didn't you um for uh the the hot toys one life size uh no sideshow I don't have the sideshow one. I am making show- payments currently on the Hot Toys version. Show us your Grogu, Sean. Come on. Show us your Grogu. Uh, well, he's yeah, tucked down go. way down here. I don't know if I can get him in there. Uh, you can't he's see so, him, man. He's so cute. Can you see him? I don't know. Look, there he is. Look at his is little he? cheeks. Yeah, Look at his little cool. cheeks. But he's cool. He keeps me company, watches over, you know, all the rest of the action figures. So. Yeah, the, I, I did see pictures of, of the Legends and the Hot Toys, uh, Wanda and Vision. I, I thought they were exceptional. And I, I really, I think that they nailed her her MCU outfit now. I mean, that is the comic accurate Scarlet Witch outfit. I, I thought that was outstanding. I loved it. Absolutely. Is there a Disney Plus series that you're looking forward to, um, Victoria? All of them. All of them. <laughs> um, all the yes. Star Wars ones that are coming. Um, yeah, the uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, just there's so many. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to watch them all. I'm going to watch them all. So, so what do you have one from Marvel and then one from Star Wars that you're most looking forward to? For Marvel, uh, Loki, definitely. And, Me too. Uh, and uh, for Star Wars, uh, Obi-Wan. Nice. You have exquisite taste. Those are, those are mine as well. <laughs> I'm love, and I can't wait for. I'm going to watch all of them, and I can't wait. But those, those are the yeah. two that I am. I am super, super excited for. I mean, uh, just, I'm ready for dude. Bad, we're going to see Obi Wan oh, Vader boy. two. I mean, we're going to see Obi Wan Vader two, Ed, or Obi Wan Vader, yeah, two, because he was Vader at Revenge of So I cannot wait for that. Yeah, it's going to be mind blowing. So I have a question just for the group. Who and unless you guys talked about it when I was gone, who thinks that Zack Snyder? Justice League is going to be the movie that we actually wanted to see. I'm de- look. I liked Batman the Superman, so I'm all, I'm all in Snyderverse. All in. Chips are in. So I, I put I put him in the J.J. Abrams uh, category I, I, I of directors. Would, yeah. What? Um, oh, just, that's cool. Oh, I yeah, like dude. Abrams, though. That's, that's how we say, you know, we don't get along on a lot of topics, but we don't argue and hate each other over it because of action figures. No. Right. Yeah, no, it's okay. But look, it's okay that you, dude, it's okay that dude. our opinions differ, right? It's totally okay that our opinions yeah. differ. But for me, I, I don't, 
I don't enjoy either of their movies. Like I really yeah. don't like, I think Zack Snyder makes a beautiful film. It's aesthetically interesting, but it's minimal on dialogue, minimal on character development. And I just, um, I can't think of one movie I've seen he's done that I've like <laughs> wanted to see again. And same with JJ Abrams. Like, I, and, I, and I would actually say I like J I like Zack Snyder better than like to me, JJ Abrams is like, but is the bottom. But I don't of the know barrel, how, but. I don't know no, how Zack Snyder the Skywalker, and I like the I Force don't know. Awakens. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, that's. But I didn't. That's I okay. don't know how Zack Snyder got the DC after the Watchmen. That's what I completely right. don't understand. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So I'm so I'm curious to know, like, I'm excited uh, who about would, his Superman. Who? Yeah, who would take bets on this new Justice League being being a good movie? Was that I think Superman? Be better, I fell was that asleep a... three times watching Justice League. I just couldn't get into it, and I tried hard. So you think this new one's going to be be the one you were waiting, hoping yeah. for? Yeah, okay. I mean, the trailers I, look good. I, I hope it's good. I, I mean, so so think about like our age group, right? Like, you know, I was born in '77, so Superman, Christopher Reeve, was is like a major part of my childhood. Uh, you know, the Nolan Batman. I grew up on watching, uh, um, you know, the Batman series from the 60s, Adam West Batman, right? So I love DC. I grew up on it. Um, and But for me, the only DC movie I've enjoyed is the first Wonder Woman post-Nolan trilogy. Absolutely. And Same here. I, I want a good DC. Like, I, I would love a good Batman movie. I would love uh, Superman. And I'm rooting for Justice League, the Snyder Cut, to be good. Like, I'm going to watch it, and I want it to be good. But just yeah. history tells me I, I probably won't think it is. But I, I'm going in open-minded, and I'm rooting for it. Totally rooting see, for it. See, and, I, and, I'm trying to, and I'm trying to go in without the um, having already seen the other version. Where like um you know what I mean like if if I had seen this like his version in the theater would I like it versus do I just like it more than the other version you know that's what I'm trying to figure out how to clear my head of because um I don't know but he does have one coming out for Netflix right like that looks fantastic yeah. now did Zack Snyder make Sucker Punch is that the same guy um I don't know if he did that one. He did do Sucker Punch. Yeah, because I love Sucker Punch, man. I think Victoria should have the casting vote on this. And I think uh, uh, it looked like a Superman figure had jumped off your display into your lap there. And it was a sign from the gods. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't Superman. It was actually Quill. He, uh, he oh, committed sweet. shelf aside. He jumped off. Shelf aside. Oh. Yeah, actually, it wasn't I'll use his that fault. One. It wasn't his fault. It was... Uh, IG-11 knocked him over. He oh, him yeah. That's him useless. Droids. Yeah, he let him get killed on season one. We can blame him. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I'm, a, I'm a Michael Keaton Batman person. Like, anything after that, you know, I'll watch it. But... I love Michael yeah. Keaton Batman, too. Yeah, you know, those, those movies are awesome. Al Kilmer Batman. When, I don't know why. Maybe it was a time in my life. But that Batman Forever, to me, was magical. At the time, yeah, I was he, like nineteen. I, I, I thought he was solid. Yeah. I thought he was solid as Batman. Yeah, that that was a good. I think George Clooney is where things got real weird. Yeah, with, uh, with the bat nipples on the suit and all that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, I I mean, I appreciate Arnold for, for being campy. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that was just fun because it's Arnold. But uh, but yeah, I I like the Michael Keaton Batman too was, and it was different because absolutely epic. It, yeah. There really weren't dark superhero movies at that mm. point. 
And I think that was that was a really interesting departure. And yeah. uh, I, I, those first two uh, Michael Keaton movies were outstanding. Yeah, and Danny DeVito as a penguin was pretty spot yep. on, you know. Yeah. Oh, dude, he was. Yeah, I mean. And the way they and Michelle it, it Michelle Pfeiffer like as Catwoman. Show. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. I think, some... I think, yeah, they, to Sean, your point, I think that they did a good job keeping some of the campiness of the series that we grew up on mm-hmm. and then, but then having it be modernized. Like I really, I really did enjoy those. Yeah, absolutely. So someone mentioned uh, Lost in the comments and because, uh, you know, we're talking about J.J. Abrams and I think Lost was an awesome premise and it had a strong start, but true to J.J. Abrams' form, it was, you know, 40 MacGuffins an episode with, like, minimal payoffs. And then the, yeah. the ending of that series was beyond frustrating for me because um, it just it just didn't go anywhere. But, I, again, I, but I think that's a lot of what he does is he has interesting premises, lots of little hidden MacGuffins to get you talking, right, which is smart for, like, marketing or viral, like, you know, it, so I, I appreciate that. But the, like I said, the, the payoffs are minimal to nil uh, in his movies for me. Now, Victoria, we, we were rude and we didn't ask you whether you wanted to partake in the unboxing ceremony that we have in our episodes. Is there, are there a couple of figures on hand that you you could be tempted to open if the chat were to if the chat were to vote? Uh-oh. Or you do you, you can you don't have to you can you can uh, stay out of this if you want. Well. Um... So, why not? I'm already here, right? So, all right. I showed off some of those unused collection figures. Where, where do I have duplicates in here? Uh, I gotta, I gotta see which one has the worst shape or the, the least, <laughs> you know, better condition card before I make you're, a decision here. You are definitely a toy collector. Yeah. Yeah. So I got Boba Fett, and I have Grogu. Hmm, tough decision. They're both. I mean, they're both in excellent shape. This is really tough. Um. Yeah, I guess I guess it'd be those those ones because those are the duplicates and okay. and uh, Greek Carga is a duplicate too. But I don't know if he's less exciting or more exciting. Uh, so who 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 are the candidates? Sorry. Um. I guess we can go with Baby Yoda or and um, and Boba Fett. Okay, so in the chat, um, let us know. Do you want to see Victoria open? Uh, Baby Yoda or Boba Fett, please let us know. Mr. Smuggler saying the child. Let us know who you want uh, Victoria to open. Dude, should we get straight into the unboxings? We've done two hours. Yeah, because I got like 10% left uh, on my phone. Let's do it. Let's get into the unboxings. All right, who's going? uh, Who wants to go first? Oh. Do we have ladies first, or uh, oh, no? Ladies... I, I need to. I need to decide which well, one's the better like condition card. First. One, two, three, four. Grogu. We got one, two, three, four. Boba Fett. We need a tiebreaker, guys, in the chat. Let's uh, let's get dude going first, whilst Victoria picks uh, picks out. Uh, let's get dude going on the unboxing. All right. You wanna you wanna full screen me here? I'll full screen you. Hold on a oh, sec. Oh, Vern. Hold on a minute. Vern is oh. our go-to full screen guy. Whatever, whenever we hit full <laughs> Every screen, time. it's always Vern. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. So I, I listened to uh, to all of you. You voted here. Mike, oh, Mike Crawler. Beautiful. 
from the uh, Wendigo wave. Pretty, pretty solid wave there. All right, so we will we'll do the slide. Oh. On the full experience, please. Full yeah, experience. Look at, so I, I like how these have this where it kind of comes off and it slides with it. And then uh, you got this look at that big. I love the big bath too. Look how big that thing is. Oh yeah. And then sweet. all right, night crawler, get your plastic crack. Listen to that. Listen to that plastic. Ooh. All right. Now, I'm not going to take out all the heads, but I'll show them to you just because I don't want to lose them. But he comes with uh, two additional heads. Dude, look at that feral nightcrawler head. That is awesome. I think I'm going to go with that when I put it in the are display. Are you sending me any of those? <laughs> <laughs> Along Vern with is, those heads? Vern is the head keeper. The headmaster. His hand's pretty tight, so I'm not going to mess with the sword now just for... But he, he oh, comes with this sweet cutlass right here. Check that out. Nice. And then look at that. Look at that face, man. Look, look how cool tail, that man. is. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. He's... Uh, let's see. You can use he that sword if you're oh, making dude. martinis later. Dude, check out. He's got butterfly shoulder joints. You know, he's got a cut and a twist. And then uh, double pin joints. And then check out his feet. They got his feet right. You see those? Oh yeah, yeah, that's nice. Nice webbing. Yeah, and then the tail, as Vern just said. Ooh, and the tail moves too. Oh, that's so cool. Look at that. Yeah, See that's such rotates an amazing 360. Figure. That is really cool, man. Ah, oh, he's gonna go right up in my '90s X-Men display. So I'll put some uh, uh, pics up on Twitter later of him uh, uh, joining the uh, the team. Great call tonight, guys in chat. I'm so happy I finally opened this dude. Thank you. Yeah. Congratulations, man. Yeah, I did scroll up and see uh, who my vote was. So before my battery dies, I'll go ahead and do that. But everybody in chat, at least six people had mentioned they wanted to see uh, X-23. So we're going to go ahead and do that. But what an awesome figure. All right, I'm going to slide her out. And uh, this one I actually got on clearance for pretty cheap. Uh, but there you go. Nice. Yeah, but she does look pretty sweet, sweet man. I'm going to love sweet. that on display. But I guess she only comes with two claws. But yeah, that's a good looking figure, huh? Yeah, that's cool. I like the hair sculpt on it. We love, we all love our lady action figures, man. No doubt about that. But look at that sweetness. Sweets. Yeah, pretty cool. Thanks, guys. I've been. Oh, look at our boots. Look how trippy those are. I've never seen a Marvel Legends with those boots. Yeah, aren't those cool? Yeah. And I love how I love her two claws, too, like, like how they come out. Those are neat. Yeah, and the face mold looks really good, too. Yeah, she, she's yeah. a great figure. How was she a peg warmer? I don't understand. Two per case or something? Or little just, boys don't want these. Just wasn't a popular figure for some reason. Yeah, she's awesome, man. But yeah, that's that. Oh, and the build a figure body. I'm not sure who that is. But uh, I'll never use Sasquatch. it. Yeah. Yeah, Marvel Sasquatch. There's the uh, build a figure. If anybody needs it, let me know. That's a that's a good wave too with Deathlock. Actually, uh, no, I already have that Sasquatch because we already have X twenty three. Yeah. You know what look cool on that Sasquatch as a Hulk head. <laughs> yeah, 
The man is obsessed. Yeah, so whoever's up next, let's rock and roll. Who's going? Who wants to go? All right, I got I got my Vern. Wolverine here. You're tacking Vern in. Ah, darn it. Not even ready. Come on, Vern. I'll do the same slide. The sound of the plastic. Don't you just love the feel of the slide? I, I love that. I do like that uh, side box open. I won't. I won't take out the other head, but you can see one of them. He's got his teeth. Nice. nice. Grinning, and the other one's uh, mouth is closed. I've been looking for this guy in the brown outfit, so I'm glad that they did the re-release. And he does have that same butterfly joint or whatever in the in the front. Mm -hmm. And I guess I shouldn't have. I should have expected it because it's the same. You know, like yeah, as, it's the same it's mold, on this right? figure, yeah, yeah. So, but you got that classic um, brown and yellow that you can't. Yeah, which is which is the one that I was actually looking for. That's yeah, my second favorite Wolverine after the '90s X Men one. Yeah. Oh yeah, that looks sweet, Vern. Oh, mine's coming tomorrow. I can't wait. Oh yeah, check that out. Comparison, cool. which is better? Let us know, guys. Which one do you like better, the yellow or the new? Old school or the new school? The uh, the claws on those look look really good too because I don't know if yeah. something, but a lot of the time they're like bent or snapped off. Oh, they're they're mm -hmm. all like yeah, they're all like crossed over each mm -hmm. other all the time. Yeah, those yeah, look so, really so good. This one I I actually heated up and then I kind of re strengthened them a little bit, but yeah, this one actually turned out really decent. Nice right out of the box. So that's cool. Damn, this figure is awesome too, man. I'm really digging this one I opened, guys. Thanks in the chat. I was going to pick Tila. No, dude, that's a great figure. Um, yeah, and the other, um, they also have How another X-23. There's another X-23 um, that they have that's in the classic 90s X-Men uh, blue and gold. Like, just like the Wolverine one. That That's my favorite X-23 figure. That's yeah. really cool. Okay, uh, Victoria, do you are you do you are you, are you getting involved? Yes, I, I don't know which one got more votes. Did we say it was the child? Uh, let me scroll back up. It was almost a tie. We needed a tiebreaker, so let's see. Um, um, damn, child, 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 Fett, child, oh Boba, child, child, yeah, Boba. It's close. It's close. Yeah, I oh, guess you. Pick. It's the child. Yeah, you pick. I think it's the child. All right, let's do the child. Have him right here. Ooh. We're going to open the package. This is going to be exciting. I can't wait to. All right. Hopefully I'll let you I guys. Last. And I don't do this delicately, so sorry. I don't know if it's ladylike to open a package just by ripping it, but we're going to do it. Do it. Hey, you only live once. Yeah. Beautiful. And it came off really good still, too. <laughs> it's still Yeah. <laughs> oh. So okay. cheap trays. Two trays, yes. Two trays. Let's see what we got here. He is small. The Black Series one was really was too small. I did like all the math and I put it on Twitter one time. I, I like measured it and it was too small. Um, so I'm going to do that with this one and see if it's too small too. But there he is. Oh, look at that. He's and his ears are down. I love that. That's so sweet because there's none like that yet. Look how tiny he is. Uh, and let's see what else we get in here. We got the, the frog. Where's the frog? 
Where did it go? Oh no! Oh no! Oh, frog gate. Where's the frog? Yummy. Yummy, yummy. And then the gram is in here too, so it's in, it comes yeah, in two pieces. That is it looks epic. Like. So yeah, we'll that. that guy is cool. Get that out. I'm excited about the vintage collection, fellas. I know Vern doesn't care. Vern's like, ah. Well, that uh, that's a vintage collection figure, right? What's the size comparison between that and yeah. the Black Series one? Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to see, but it's, look... it's noticeably smaller than the Black Series one. Okay. Here, the Pram's two-piece right yeah, there. Yeah, that Pram is sweet. And, uh, that's the inside of it. Oh, that's, and that's nice. Is it, do, do we get one of those with the crest, but uh, like a metalized one? It has the second version of the pram that Quill made, uh, the, yeah. the more vac metal looking one. So yeah. we can put him inside, and um, we'll we'll put him to sleep. So we'll yeah. put him in there, and we'll see how this closes up. So it looks like it closes the same way the six inch version does. It's got little tabs on the sides. Oh, that is sweet. So uh, let's see if I can get it to. Oh, this is interesting. It's actually a three piece. Like the back part just came off. That's Ooh. different. That's interesting. So, all right. So that part goes on first. And this is more complex than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> and then um, I guess the lid part goes on next. The, yeah. Hmm, it's a little tricky to get it on there. There we go. Yeah. Yay. Awesome. Capra's cream egg. I know it looks. Just, it just looks like a Cadbury egg. <laughs> yeah, I like Yummy. it. Pretty cool. Pretty Yummy. Cool. Oh, he's a sweetie. He's got one peg hole in the bottom. If anybody's curious. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Right, we've lost the dude. I don't know where the and dude's Sean. gone. And, and Sean. Sean. His battery died. He said. So I'll be quick then. I'll I'll get on to I'll get on to the Joker to wrap us up. And wrap Joker. up our episode. Oh, here's the dude. The dude's back. Um, Sorry, my uh, I just froze. Uh, here's the Joker. I've already uh, I've already taken the uh, cut to the plastic from the back because I know McFarlane insists on having those plastic tags. So I'm going to be a bit brutal as well. Oh, I can't do this from Bob. In fact, hold on a second. <laughs> Give you some sound. There we go. Here, Sally, what do you reckon? Look at the face on that guy. Nice face sculpt. Nice Gotham tactical jacket, I think that is. Let's turn him around. Tight little booty for the Joker. Got quite slender legs. Ball, ball joints. There we go. Let's put him next to Sally. There you go, Salacious. Thanks, Bob. That's cool. I, I like the suit he's in, too. That, that's a neat iteration of the Joker. Yeah, that's really neat. It's really cool. Right. Nice. We've been going two hours and 22 minutes. I think we need to end there. We can't. We can't do any better than that for the climax, can we? That's all opening no. toys on camera. You can't do better than that. So I love it. Hey, I had an idea. Was that our fourth or our fifth uh, unboxing? 
it's either fourth or fifth. So maybe next time we could bring uh, all of our surprise unboxings we've done on the live stream and just line them all up and then see we could have the audience vote who has the best uh, collection of surprise unboxings so far. Good plan. Good plan. So we'll just say, uh, say just go back to the chat for a second um, to finish up. Um, so glad, Mr. Smuggler says, so glad you opened Grogu. He looks sweet. And, yeah, you, and you know what? I just, I just, he's on my shirt too. So it, it just made sense for that to, to be, to happen. So <laughs> destiny, awesome. destiny. It's the force. Ooh, Gil, Gilster, uh, I love that idea. Yes. That would be awesome. Just like they did with Stan Lee. Yeah, that would be cool. Oh, right. I see what you're saying. Yeah. George Lucas, black series figure. That would Very be cool. So speaking of odd figures, what, uh, what was his name? Baron Papanoida? Baron yeah, that's his character name. So yeah. I, I, dude, give me a Baron Papanoida Black Series figure. And John Williams was in, uh, wasn't he in Rise of Skywalker as like a he tinkerer? Uh-huh. Dude, yes, do those figures. I, I make them a two pack and I will buy them right now. Like yeah. that would be awesome. Yes. Great idea, Gilster. Nailed it. Well done, Gilster. You, you got unanimous approval there. Yeah, Mr. Josh Gold would star for Gilster. Uh, Mr. Josh likes Joker's booty. A forty word. <laughs> I threw that one in there for him. I knew I knew you would comment. Black series George Lucas would be cool, just like the legend Stanley. Um, Yo, Nald, nice smile. That's got to be for the Joker. Mr. Josh had to get the Stanley. Yeah, the chat, the, too. the chat has been amazing tonight. We've had so mm -hmm. many awesome questions, and you guys have been with us for nearly two and a half hours. Uh, go stream, great stream. Yeah, thank you guys. Amazing. There was, there was a whole conversation in the chat, by the way, about uh, whether they did that HasLab on the figures, whether or not, like, there it was like a Hasbro said that nobody would back it. And then they were like saying, well, there's a million people who collect figures. So absolutely they would get enough backers. It was great. I know my hosting has been shocking tonight, to be honest, I'll apologize. I, I, I think I've been a bit starstruck by Victoria and I've not kept my eye on the chat very well. So sorry, everyone. I'll do better next time. Mr. Josh. Great show, everyone. Thank you, Victoria. Uh, Mr. Smuggler picked up the George Lucas in Stormtrooper disguise a while ago. Uh, and Mr. Mr. Josh is putting out your uh, YouTube um, address there for anyone. I think everyone is already subscribed, but there it is if you haven't. Is there something else? Just before we finish, Victoria, is there a project or something you're working on that you want to um, talk about just briefly? Uh, maybe it's your podcast or something that's going on. Yeah, well, I'd like to say, you know, thank you guys so much for having me. It's been fun. I've enjoyed being here and chatting toys and Star Wars and everything. And um, it's, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, yeah, no, I'm always doing things. I'm on uh, YouTube. Uh, you know, the link's there. Um, uh, we're on, a, yeah, the podcast. is the Cantina Chatter podcast. That's like the Star Wars targeted podcast. But so too is the Vintage Collection. But that's very strictly the Vintage Collection. We don't get into Black Series or the movies really or anything there. Um there's a Collect Jurassic World. That's my Collect Jurassic podcast that I do with uh, Tim from Collect Jurassic. And um, we just recorded a new episode last night. So that's going to be coming next week. Um, and then I have my Disney-oriented podcast, Discoveryland, which is on hiatus right now. Um, season three ran last year, and that's on, that's on break. Um, is, that, is that like uh, Disney Parks or just Disney Broad? 
It's Disneyland focused. The, the history of Disneyland is what it goes. Oh, into. awesome! Yeah, the classic <laughs> attractions. Uh, you know, all the classic Disneyland from the fifties, sixties, and the earlier. Days. Oh, cool! I didn't know you did. I'm a huge Disney uh, Disney file. So we're, we're DVC members. And last year was the first year we haven't gone, uh, since, uh, the year after my youngest daughter was born. So, and, and sometimes we go twice a year. So, um, uh, that's really, I'd love to listen to that. Cause we, uh, we were supposed to go to Disneyland last year for spring break. And I was, uh, my girl's first trip there. And then, uh, I, I was going to build my lightsaber. And, uh, mm-hmm. so hopefully, uh, hopefully maybe, you know, Hopefully this year we can go maybe towards the end yeah. of the year. I've, yeah, no, it's, it's I. If you need any um, pointers or anything on anything yes. land, like you know, I I I love that park and I. I will I totally hit you up. Yeah, sure. so I, I'm like I'm like I could I could literally navigate you around Disney World, right? You could just tell me where to go, and I could tell you right now, like how to get there, <laughs> the restaurant, you know, all that stuff. But I haven't been to Disneyland since I think I was like ten or twelve with my mom, and uh, so I I was really excited for this trip uh, for us to to do it. So hope, hopefully, end of this year we'll get to go back, or we'll get to go. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. I will totally hit you up on tips for sure. Cool, cool. Um, so yeah, the, those are the places. Of course, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. Um, you know, always doing something, you know, if, you know, if I'm not working on a video, I, you know, I'm posting something on Instagram or Twitter or wherever. So, uh, yeah, I'm always, I'm always wor- working on stuff. So again, thank you guys. It's been a blast. Thanks, thanks for, for coming. coming. Yeah. We really appreciate you hanging out with us. This was fun. Of course. And thanks to everybody in the chat as well. Yeah. The chat's been awesome as, as usual. You guys just make the show so much more fun. So thank you to everyone in the chats. Thank you for watching. Free men and a monkey lizard and their toys. We are a dude's nerdery. Oka Studios. Say goodbye, Vern. Bye. <laughs> goodbye, birds. <laughs> Bye, Vern. Sal- <laughs> Sal- Salacious rum. Bye, everyone. Thanks for joining us. And I'll say goodbye for Sean Solo 8. And thank you to our special guest, Victoria. Yeah, thank you, Victoria. That was awesome. Appreciate you hanging out with us. Thank you. Uh, please uh, do like, leave us a friendly comment, subscribe to our channels, and remember to turn on those notifications. There is an audio version of this podcast, if you can stand it. We are we're, we are getting better from week to week. So please subscribe to our, our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And remember, monkey lizards are for life, not for spit roasting. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.